Tyler. Oh, hi. After a long hiatus, we're back. A very long hiatus, yes. Yes. So what do we want to start with? I don't know. We're super far behind in fucking everything. There's a lot that's happened over the last like month and a bit. That's true. Let's let's start yeah. off with Henry Ca- Henry Cavill and how that guy just got three ways from Sunday. It seems. And the whole DC shuffle. Yeah. So so yeah, I kind of started with he made like an announcement. He was like, "Yeah, I'm stepping back from The Witcher," and y'all are getting Liam's Hemsworth, which no one liked. Like fans of the show aren't even getting the good Hemsworth. <laughs> through that and and yeah he basically was like yeah i'm gonna like go back and you know do some superman stuff and then james gunn and this peter guy took over dc and was like yeah so about that <laughs> yeah we're gonna <laughs> we're go in a different not... direction here <laughs> yeah and we're gonna write a younger superman movie that doesn't have you in it so and then i guess subsequently cavill just went and started Started a Warhammer universe thing with Amazon Prime, I think, too. I saw, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know. It's right up his alley, though. Yeah, and I like, I think he's producing it, too, so he's got, like, some kind of creative control, because I think that was part of the reason why he also left The Witcher 2, because I think they were not all that keen on some of the source material, and he was, so. Yeah, that's that's the, I've heard that, too. Did you read that article that recently came out that some dude put on his podcast that someone sent him a message that like quote unquote worked on the Witcher and basically said that like Henry Cavill talked like a gamer bro and brought this toxic culture and was rewriting scenes and stuff like that. Like minutes before they were supposed to be filming those scenes and not telling anyone that he was rewriting them. Like if you oh, read, really, yeah, I don't buy it. I like, if you read the article and you read the, like what this this person doesn't reveal who they are other than that they worked on The Witcher, but they said that Henry Cavill didn't step down, that he was basically fired because he was, like, making the showrunner's life a living hell and, like, all this other stuff. It was... Huh. You didn't, you didn't hear that? I'll see if I can find no. it and grab some snippets out of it. I, I, I think I'm with you. I think I have a hard time buying that one. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of asked to leave The Witcher after toxic fucking culture. Hmm. Where's the... Oh, someone deleted the posts. Oh. <laughs> so I'm not going to get a link there. Huh. Weird. I don't know. You can... I mean, sure, yeah, like, I mean, I guess that could happen, but... I don't know how much I'd buy into it, but maybe. I don't buy into any of it at all. Oh, maybe this is it. New Witcher smear campaign claims Henry Cavill was toxic and disrespectful to women. A trait huh. he inherited from playing too many video games. This sounds like one of those titles of like the articles where it was like, video games make kids shoot people. That's what this vibe is smelling like to me. <laughs> is there any credible stuff in it? No, like it's all like I'm trying to the one article I read had the whole like leaked excerpt from whoever it was. 
that like leaked this information, but I can't seem to. Uh, is it from a reputable website like Variety or anything? No, it was some dude, oh. some dude podcast, and there was like an insider that like sent him this fucking email, basically that was like, "This is what's really going on." Well, and it was just a load of fucking. I could maybe buy that if it was like a reputable like news outlet, like if Variety ran that or something. I'd be like, oh, okay, sure, maybe there was something there, but some random dude on a podcast would almost kind of smells like the equivalent of like, hey, my uncle works at Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. So, like one of the ex, like there's like one quote from like this email that came out and it said, Henry Cavill got gamer red pilled and became <laughs> impossible to work with. The female showrunner for The Witcher and many female employees were treated like garbage and it also made producing the show impossible. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's like, uh, I don't believe that. Yeah. At the beginning of the show, Henry was good to work with a lot of unusual demands that made people feel like he wasn't really a team player, but that's not unusual for a big star. Though in TV, it truly usually doesn't happen until the second season. But in season two and three, something shifted and he became really impossible for women to work with, which is always a big problem, but even worse here because the showrunner is a woman. He would try to overrule her and try to get changes made last minute across the board without her knowledge, which if you know anything about showrunning is completely fucked up. The showrunner has to sign off on every minuscule detail down to the buttons on the costume. Female writers and directors were suddenly completely ignored on set, unable to do their job. Every department head was complaining. He started making comments. It wasn't a sexual thing. He wasn't grabbing anyone or being lewd, but it was disrespectful and toxic all the same. He was mm -hmm. distracted. He was late. He was obsessive. And a lot of people thought, think that the misogyny came from the gamer world. Video game bro language is not how you talk to coworkers, and he wouldn't stop. His whole personality shifted. Eventually, his disrespect escalated. Goes on to say he formed a weird alliance with one writer who is also a gamer who eventually got fired after multiple HR complaints were made. And after that writer left, Henry did everything he could to hold up production and cause problems. Netflix reached out to him personally, and he was given one final warning and violated that warning with an email he sent to the entire staff right after the meeting. And that was it. Hmm. Something tells me if there was more to this. They would have ran with a few more outlets. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing, is this person says, like, oh, toxic bro language. Well, what's toxic gamer bro language? Like, what does that even entail? And says, like, know. all of the department heads were complaining, but then you have department heads on Twitter that are like, uh, I wasn't complaining. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all a crock of shit, personally, but yeah. nonetheless, that's been making the rounds for the last couple of days. <laughs> But yeah, that whole fucking situation of him stepping down from The Witcher and to do Superman and then getting fucked out of Superman was like <laughs> within two days. <laughs> it was kind of spectacular. Uh, like on one hand, because it was like, oof. Like it was hilarious to read because it was like, oh, that sucks, man. Like you're Henry Cavill, you'll be fine. But <laughs> yeah, well, then there's there's rumors, too, that I've read a couple of reports that uh, because like his whole return was at the end of Black Adam, right? That's right. Which, like, sorry, I still haven't watched Black Adam. 
his return. I got halfway through and shut it off. So. Oh, really? That bad, eh? <laughs> yeah. But The Rock pushed really hard. And The Rock's got some star power, right? But he was pushing hard for like a movie where Black Adam and Superman fought each other. Yep. And he was, uh, from what I read, he was kind of like the driving force to convince Henry to come back as Superman, especially for that movie. So now The and... Rock is fucking super pissed off going, what the fuck? I'm not playing Black Adam. Yeah, and, like, Black Adam 2 just got canceled, too, so... Yeah. But, yeah, I remember reading that, because apparently, like, The Rock, like, no one at the studio wanted Cavill to come back for the cameo either, because they were like, we don't know what we're doing with this character, so we don't want to, like, have the situation of, like, here's a Superman cameo, and then, like, two weeks after the movie comes out, they're like, yeah, Cavill's not Superman, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... I mean, which is fair. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how Gunn and Saffron run DC. Yeah. I like, like James Gunn and I like the work that he's done. So like, I thought Peacemaker was fantastic and obviously the Guardians movies are great yeah. all in of themselves. So like, I mean, he's probably a good one to like lead this, but yeah. just because he's a good director of some fucking Marvel movies and a DC show... Like I don't know. Mean he can Kevin Feige it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if how like how big of a the comic book fan he is, or if he's just yeah, like, oh, you know what? I like these movies and I like these characters. I'll run the show and I'll start reading up on stuff. Like I always, in my head, I always think that the best people for this are like the ones that are diehard nerds prior to this. Yeah. Like I've I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like I don't understand why no one fucking bothers to ask someone like. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. <laughs> like I get like I I get it. His movies aren't for everyone. I'm like no one's asking. I'm not saying Kevin Smith needs to write and direct every DC movie, but like the guy has an entire podcast that's just about Batman. Like this he, guy he lives and a, breathes. He wrote a series of fucking comics for fuck's sakes. Yeah, he could make a really good roadmap of like, hey, this is where you should take it. Yeah. And then <laughs> right? you just like, you fill it in with directors and you get a writing team and stuff, but he would be the one to bring like a big picture vision. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious too. Cause like James Gunn always kind of likes like the smaller side characters almost. Mm -hmm. So like, is he going to fill the DC universe with just a bunch of that? Like, is that really what people want? Probably not. Like, yeah, maybe the odd one, but. I feel like the vast majority of people don't want that, but at the same time, like, it seems like, fuck me. We have so many Batman, so many Superman, like they just keep hammering the main four and I understand it. Like they're like the staple characters. Yeah. But they need a coherent universe. Like Marvel has where there's like a long-term plan and like story arches that go, that span several fucking films. Yeah. Yeah. So um, here's uh, here's the thing too. So with everything getting canceled, why the fuck have they haven't they canceled the Flash yet? Like I understand they were gonna try to use that to like reboot the universe, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you you got to think that with like all of fucking Ezra Miller running around with a gun, kidnapping people, that like maybe that should have been the first one to go. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm still sitting here with my jaw on the floor that fucking Batwoman was essentially done. And they just scrapped it. Yeah. Like yeah. that floors that me. That too, yeah. Well, just a lot of everything. And did you also hear about like how 
the people running like I guess Warner Brothers now are like also like fucking removing shit from HBO Max. Yeah. Like if you go on HBO Max right now, you can't watch Westworld. Yeah, I did. <laughs> like I did read that. What? Yeah. And I'm already sour enough as it is that they canceled Westworld, but still yeah. paid everyone as if they were doing Westworld. At that it's point, like, like your yeah. biggest upfront cost is already paid for. Like just fucking make it, mm-hmm. right? Or at the very least, give it the Ray Donovan thing and give him a movie or something. Like something, right? Well, and that's but. what irritates me about this is because it's a Ray Donovan type situation where the next season of Westworld was supposed to be the last. They'd planned yeah. it this way. They'd planned it for five seasons and they were going to wrap the whole thing up in five seasons and it gets axed with one season left to go. Just like Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan, he had one season left. That was the plan from the very fucking beginning. Yeah. And then they ax it. It pisses yep. me off. I'm I'm really curious what Warner Brothers and HBO look like in a few years from now. Because, <laughs> like, right now they're just fucking gutting everything. Like, thank God HBO, like, channel HBO seems to be doing fine. But I think that's because they know how big of a moneymaker that is. But, like, a few months ago HBO Max was like a really good streaming service deal and now it's kind of not because they're just fucking taking shit off of it like yeah i don't know i i completely fucking agree i don't know here's here's a thought you want to save some fucking money and you need to ax some stuff how about you don't ax the shows and stuff that have gotten you tons of like nominations and awards and shit like that and then maybe steer that fucking axe the other direction where you start killing off one of these 20,000 fucking terrible teen drama CW shows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much like it, I do not understand the decisions they're making with that. Yeah. Get rid fucking... of Lois and Clark. Get rid of fucking arrow. Get rid of like yeah. all of these fucking terrible CW teen dramas there and yeah. save the money that way. And put the money back into the, like the critically acclaimed shows. Yeah. The shows that yeah. like are what bring people to the fucking platform. Yeah. I'll be curious what they do with the CW with all that shit. Like, cause there's been no articles saying they're touching any of that. So it's like, yeah, that's what's uh, fucked th- to me. Like if you're going to start axing stuff, like do the shit that isn't tied into any of the universe. Like it doesn't matter if you kill the CW, like they've never shown up in a fucking movie outside of the CW. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, kill. If you want to start making a coherent universe, get, Get rid of the universe that you already have that it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. <sighs> Speaking of HBO, did you check out that Last of Us trailer? I did, yeah. What'd you think? I still, I'm, I mean, I'm all in Pedro Pascal. I fucking absolutely love him. Absolutely love him. I still don't know how I feel about that, that girl from Game of Thrones. Oh, sure. I died. Even I'm like, okay, well, I'll reserve judgment till I see like an actual trailer. Watch the trailer, and I was like, ah, I still don't see it. I mean, I'm obviously yeah. still gonna watch the show. I'm very excited for it. But that being said, I don't know. She, she doesn't. She doesn't have the appearance that I would hope she would have had, having played the game. Sure. And then that, yeah, that's a tough thing because it's like they're such like iconic, like characters right like the look and how they sound in the game like it's yeah like it's mm-hmm. it's very hard to get that image out of someone's head 
yeah right and then be like okay this is the new iteration of it right so yeah totally yeah but i mean other than that it looks good though like i'm very excited for it it's probably yep. the most anticipated show i have coming up yeah which is it comes out soon too i think yeah like, this this is in january i thought the first week of january i think yeah something to that effect which fun fact our first episode of this podcast was when it <laughs> it was reported that it started production. We've been doing this podcast for a full production cycle of a show. No shit, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah our very that. first episode was when they announced that they were making it. Hmm. So, yeah, fun fact. I don't know why that just popped into my head, but... <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. Okay, so did you see... <laughs> Uh, this story about, uh, well, I guess the former Disney CEO, because they fucking canned the dude who was running it. And brought back and, Bob uh, Iger. Yeah, which I think is a good thing. Bob Iger was what made that, like, the Marvel Universe, basically. Fucking apparently they were shifting budgets to disguise how Disney Plus's massive losses. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So apparently he was uh, moving budgets around for, like, original shows and not placing them in like the disney plus budget so it looked like it wasn't as big of an l as it was no fucking way eh? which i mean as someone who is a certified professional accountant like there's ways to do that that are not against the law i'll say that <laughs> but it's shady nonetheless <laughs> well what i find interesting is because of a friend of mine we were talking about bob Iger coming back weeks ago when it was announced he was coming back. Yep. And he started telling me of like a article that he fucking read when Iger stepped down that basically like when a big CEO is going to step down, they kind of announce it and then they look for a replacement. And then there's like a couple months transition period where like the new CEO kind of works with the previous one until they're all caught up to speed. And then the previous one kind of retires. Yep. And he was showed me this article where it's like, that's, that's not the case. No. Where Bob Iger just all of a sudden one day was, yeah, I'm, I'm gone. And he's like, <laughs> so he showed me this article and then the article, it's like, and it, who knows if this is true or not? Like, I'm not claiming this is, this is fact or anything, but the article goes on to this point out that this was all happening around the time that, uh, Epstein oh. was getting taken down and apparently Bob oh. Iger's name was on some of the flight manifests. Oh shit. And that this was okay. a move from Disney ahead of time to get him out of that position so that they wouldn't come under fire if his name got released and all of this okay. Epstein I stuff. Get, I, and then I get behind this conspiracy. And then now that it's kind of died down and everyone's already forgot about it and moved on, they're like, okay, now we can bring him back and get the the show running huh. again. Huh. I I'm not going to lie. I could buy this story. I was like, oh, that's, that's not the wildest thing I've heard. No, no. Like stuff like that has for sure happened. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, no, I could totally see that. I mean, yeah, I'll buy that. That's a fun conspiracy. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. interesting. I'll I mean, buy the, that. the timing does line up and he did just kind of like one day he was there. The next day he was gone. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, as someone that, like, studies and practice business and finance for my whole life, pretty much, like, 
Yeah, people like when people suddenly leave, it's usually typically, especially at high level positions, it's usually there's way more behind. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm curious like what's like I guess Disney's big thing, like next big thing is is like I I don't know if you saw it, but I want to say there was an article a while ago that like Foggy was reshuffling some of Marvel's movies because like they weren't getting I guess like the reception and the money that they were hoping for. Oh really? I can't remember that, but I remember, and I don't know if it was reputable or not. I I should have saved it, but it was something like along the lines of like, hey, like this current phase and the next one up, like it's kind of not getting the buzz that we had hoped for. So, which I mean, it's definitely not for me. Like I kind of don't care about Mar- Marvel anymore, but like I'm curious with Iger back in, like. Because his rant, like, his big things was, like, he spent money and acquired stuff. Yeah. And then utilized that. So, like, do they buy more stuff, right? Like, what do they do with Disney Plus now, right? I don't... I think Disney has a, an oversaturation problem. I think so, too. Like, I'm at a point where I watched the Star Wars prequel movie, The Rogue One, and I saw the first... Of the new Star Wars trilogy. Yep. And, but then it was Mandalorian was out. And then the other fucking Star Wars one. And now they've got Andor. And like I've heard great things about all of these shows. But it's just like movie show, movie show. Like they just keep pumping it out. And sometimes I'm a busy guy. So like I'm like, oh, I don't have time to watch this. Or I'm already invested in this show first. And now I look at all the Star Wars stuff, for example. I'm like, I don't like... This is fucking weeks worth of television and movies to get caught up on and I'm just not interested. And then same with the Marvel thing. Like I love Marvel movies, but this phase that we're currently in, like I think the last Marvel movie I saw in theaters that I bothered to watch was, it was either Dr. Strange or the last Spider-Man. It was one of those two. Yeah. I I saw both of them in theaters, but the one of those two would have been the last one I saw. Like I still haven't seen black Panther and like, it's just because they keep pumping so many out. I'm just like, ah, like, I'm starting to get fatigued from all the Marvel I, shit. I know I totally am. Like, I I think the last, what was it? I think the last Marvel movie that I walked out where I was like, that was, like, kind of how I was, like, with previous Marvels was that Spider-Man. But that was more so because they brought back all the people from the Spider-Mans, like, we grew up watching, right? So it's mm. like, of course we're going to like that, right? But... Yeah, like, and even that last Thor movie, like, I finished that last Thor movie, and I was like, that kind of fucking sucked, not gonna lie. You know, so it's like, not even a mainline Thor was, like, stirring anything up in me, so it was kind of like, eh. I, I didn't mind that movie. I Like, I enjoyed it, I still thought it was good, but I don't know, it was still just like, eh. Yeah. It's just, it's just so much, and they, they just keep pumping it out. Like, we're gonna get the next season of Loki soon. Which I yeah. like the first season of Loki, so like I'm probably gonna watch that. But aside from like I don't know, I I, I want to see Ant Man. Oh yeah, Quantum Mania, sure. just because that heavily links to the Loki series. But like the new Captain America movie they got coming out with Falcon as the new Captain America. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Eh, don't really care. Yeah, and that's I was actually talking with this. Uh... I had a buddy over when we were laying internet 
um and we were talking about this and it was kind of like my urge to like go to a theater and see something hasn't been this low in like my whole life mm-hmm. like like he was talking he was like when are we gonna see like the new avatar and i was like man i'm i'm not excited for the new avatar at fucking all yeah <laughs> like me either it's been, it's been like i'll watch it like when it hits streaming i'll watch it but like i have no urge to go see the avatar sequel like a because it's been so fucking long in between them that i just don't care but like yeah it's like i think the last movie that i was genuinely excited to go to a theater for was that spider-man and i can't remember what before that but like it's like there's been nothing out where i'm like actively looking forward to like going to a theater and watching it or like when it premieres on tv where i'm like oh yes i got this new thing to watch other than yellowstone but because that started up again but yeah no that's fair because i'm i'm in the same boat with avatar haven't seen it i'm not gonna go see it in theaters and just no desire even like i was kind of pseudo excited for babylon i was like okay this could be interesting oh sure yeah and then i and then like as we got closer and closer to the release date and then i saw that it's like the runtime is like three hours and 15 minutes. I was like, you know what? Just, yep. I'm not going to go see this in theaters. I'm good. No, no. There hasn't been anything that's hit theaters recently. That's made me like, Oh, I got to go see this. No. And like, we've talked about this tons before, but you look at how much it costs to just go to a movie now. Like it's ridiculous. And so it's like, you add that on to like the actual movies that are coming out now too. And it's kind of like, well, <laughs> Maybe I'll just wait and catch that when it hits streaming. So yeah, yeah no, for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, it it's weird that like <laughs> we're both just like yeah, we don't care about the new Avatar. <laughs> like, how's it doing at the box office? Because it's on its second weekend now. I've heard it's not is, doing as good as uh, they had all hoped. Like, is it not Cameron numbers? Because like no, typically when he so. makes a movie, he I remember reading a report somewhere, I think we might have even discussed it, that it had to make the same money as the first Avatar, or had to make this amount of money as the top 10 highest grossing films of all time to break even. So someone did the math and they're like, okay, this film needs to gross like 1.6 billion in order to be profitable. Uh, Some guy could be ruining all those numbers, but I'm seeing 855 million so far. That's what I'm seeing and I just looked... So, I mean, that's like nothing to sneeze about and going into it's, when did it premiere just before Christmas? Yeah. So it's on its second or third weekend. I mean, like, that's not terrible. Yeah, not terrible, but I, I don't fucking care about it. No, like I'll watch it when it comes to streaming, whenever that does, if it ever does, because Cameron is super weird about that shit, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what else do we got here? We pretty much all the fucking exciting DC stuff. Oh, so, so the Anna D. Armas lawsuit? How fucking crazy is that? <laughs> right? <It> fucking. <laughs> so she was in a trailer for a movie <laughs> and then wasn't in the movie, and some diehard fans launched a lawsuit that is like actually winning. <laughs> So yeah, she was in the trailer for the movie yesterday, which is that movie that's all about the guy who some he wakes up and everyone forgot about the Beatles and how they existed. 
So he performs Beatles songs and everyone thinks that he wrote them. I saw that movie. Yeah, yeah. okay. She, she was the, she was in the trailer for that movie. So some fans rented the movie for 3.99 expecting to see Anna de Armas, didn't see her and then filed a lawsuit in California saying that it was false advertising. And the judge has just as of a couple of days ago said this lawsuit can carry forth to like the next stage of court. Like they haven't won anything yet and who knows how far it'll go, but one judge has given the green light that they can continue on with this lawsuit before like and not squashing it right off the hop. Yeah. And this is, so this is fascinating too, because I, I don't know which one is, which side is right on this one. Like, I, I think you could argue both sides it like, so I don't know. Like you, you could, you could make an argument for both sides for sure. I understand their point where they're like, we saw yeah. the trailer. We like Anna de Armas. We rented it because we wanted to see Anna de Armas and she's not totally. in it. So I understand that point, but to sue for false advertising, that is some real murky water there because if this lawsuit hits the next stage of court and is successful, then cause the studios are arguing, well, no, this is like fair use creative content. We can do what we want with it because mm-hmm. it's like our content and we're doing creativity stuff with it, blah, blah, blah. And they pointed out that if this lawsuit passes, it's going to be, super not good for the simple fact that then you can have someone who watches a movie trailer for, I don't know, fast and the furious 10 and then goes and sees the movie and goes, well, the trailer made it look like it was going to be this, but the movie was that. So I'm going to file a lawsuit. Yeah, totally. It would open up like some weird doors. Yeah. Cause the that... other one they were immediately comparing it to was the last Jurassic park where apparently like 95% of the footage in the trailer was not in the actual movie. No. And they did that on purpose so that because a lot of people will watch trailers and then kind of figure out what's going to happen. And it kind of not wrecks the movie, but you get a summary of the entire movie in a trailer. So it kind of takes away like the exciting stuff that you don't see coming. So they did their trailer with a bunch of footage that wasn't going to be in the main movie. Like they obviously filmed and shot it, but it just got left on the cutting room floor. But well, none, and- of, none of the footage was in the actual movie. So it's like, Okay, cool. So is the world now able to go through Jurassic Park? Yeah. Okay. And that's that's especially weird too cuz if you look at Marvel, they've been doing that for years where they like deliberately put stuff that's not in the movie in the trailers so that when you watch the movie, you're like, "Oh shit, that's there's two more Spider-Mans," yeah. right? Like there's scenes in the Spider-Man trailer that deliberately have the other people cut out or like other people put in for the sake of like when you actually get to the movie, you're like, "Oh shit." Yeah. Right. So it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, so like, it, it depends on how the judge views it. Cause if you look at it one way and go, okay, yesterday, the trailer makes it look like a guy wakes up and the world forgot about the Beatles. So he starts performing Beatles songs and becomes a fucking big time musician. And the movie is exactly that. So there's no false advertising there. Yeah. Or you make the argument, okay, well the trailer had Anna Diarmas in it, but what does she build? Like that would be the other thing. Is her name all over the poster and then she doesn't show up? Because when that movie came out, she wasn't big time yet. Yeah. Right? So, like... So, yeah, that's a weird thing is, like, yeah, if there was a poster with Anna Arms on it... Yeah, it's not like they're trying to... in the headline, like, yeah, okay, sure, maybe, but... Yeah, and I don't think that was the case. Like, I looked at a couple movie posters and it really just shows the main guy, the main chick, I forget both of their names, and then I've seen some posters with Ed Sheeran because he performs some of the music or whatever. 
Sure, yeah. But, like, none of the posters I saw, like, had Anna Diarmis like, on the movie poster or, you know, the first, the intro sequence where they have everyone's cards show up in the beginning of the movie. So, like, that's where this... I, I would think I would draw the line. Like, it's it's one thing if, like, if you take fucking, I don't know, a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Like, his name sells tickets. Yeah. Or totally. sells purchase copies or digital rentals, whatever, right? When you see Leonardo DiCaprio's name attached to something, but you yeah. also see it, it'll be on the poster, it'll be, you know, in the trailer starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Was that the case with this or not? Yeah, and this would open up a bunch of weird doors. Take fucking the Witcher recasting, for an example. Like, could that argument be used for, like, people watch that show because this dude stars as the Witcher? Or, like, what what would happen in a weird situation like that? Like, would this set precedence where you could do things like, oh, hey, Netflix, what the fuck? Here's a lawsuit because you've recasted someone, you know? Yeah, like, if you don't read the news and see that... Liam Hemsworth is now the Witcher and you're all excited and you fucking start watching season three or four, whichever season they're on. Well, yep. this isn't Henry Cavill. This isn't what I wanted. Didn't what are you open to sue Netflix? Cause you're like, well, I didn't see or hear or read reports that he was getting replaced. And I pay for a Netflix membership cause I want to see Henry Cavill as the Witcher. I don't yep. know. Like I, I, like I said, like I understand where these guys are coming from, but I really hope that the, the judge sticks a pin in this because I don't think it's, I don't think it's law suitable. No, and I think it's like, I think there's just enough argument where that judge probably went like, okay, this needs to go a step further to like cement some stuff in place on like, likely why this isn't going to move forward. Like, I highly doubt this is going to win, but I, I, but it sounds like there was like the judge was like, okay, there's just enough that there's an argument to be made and it needs to just go one more level above me Mm -hmm. (laughs) where the judge was like, okay, this is just one step above my pay grade. So yeah. Cause yeah, it would, depending on how the precedent was set, if this won, it would create a bunch of really weird shit. (laughs) Yeah. No fucking kidding. Right. So, but yeah, this, uh, I saw the headline and I was like, that is a headline I never thought I would read. That's nope. kind of insane. <laughs> so yeah. So okay, so you go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, nope. I was gonna say you put Steam Deck in here, so you ordered one. I ordered one. Yes. I'm just really excited. I'm just really excited about it. Yeah, I if I didn't just buy a house, I would have probably bought one. But well, <laughs> I've always been on the fence about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the idea of it. Yep. And like I used to own a switch yep. and it was fun. It was nice having that portability, but the controller itself was just so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I would never play it in the actual switch mode. I'd take the sides off and like dock it or pull the kickstand out and just use the whatever nunchuck or whatever you want to call them controllers in each hand. Sure. Yep. But you're also limited to Nintendo and man, Nintendo was Really shit in the bed lately? <laughs> oh, man. You go on the store right now, and Breath of the Wild, which has been out for fucking years, is still listed at, like, 79 bucks. Yeah. And, I mean, like, they've never really been known for their sales, but, yeah, it's... Yeah. And just, like, how the Switch... Like, I think, uh, what was it? The last Pokemon game that came out, like, just a month ago kind of really showcased, like, that the base switch that they have is kind of like needs a substantial upgrade 
because like everything that was coming out was like reviewers being like this is one of the best new pokemon games but it's borderline unplayable in some places because of this hardware so like well the chip that's in there is nvidia's tegra, tegra k1 yeah. yeah that's the same fucking chip that was in nvidia's shield tablet that they yeah. released which yeah. was well over a decade ago like so when yeah. nintendo started shoving those chips in there that chip was already fucking over five years old yeah and all they've done since is just given it an OLED display. Yeah, which, like, sure, that helps battery life maybe, but <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, so, you're, and so. You're, and at the end of the day, you're still limited to the egregious Nintendo prices. And then on top yep. of that, the nostalgia part that I think a lot of people buy the Switch for, like the ability to play Nintendo 64 games or Super Nintendo games, you don't get access to the whole library. You get access to, like, a handful of titles on each old system but you also have to pay nintendo a yearly subscription for nintendo online if you want to play any of those and the moment yep. your subscription runs out it's all gone yep yeah and i mean the easy answer for people like us is exactly what we did <laughs> which is like i think i gave you a couple thousand roms and you were just like cool <laughs> and you made your own right but i mean not everyone is that tech savvy right that's that's a minor solution for like one percent of the population but yeah well and a couple know. guys i work with once the steam deck became stable in terms of when you can get it because now you can go on steam's website and you can get one yep. within one to two weeks yep like before that it was like you get on the wait list and we'll notify you in the next six or seven months if if you're next in line but now they're readily available so yep. a few of the guys i work with picked them up and the one guy I work with turned it into a complete emulation station. So yep. like like pretty much every console all the way up to the PS2 for those big consoles and the original Xbox. Then he's yep. also got Switch emulation. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, let's just see how good this is. So he handed me his, his uh, Switch and loaded up Breath of the Wild. And it yep. looked infinitely better on his fucking Steam Deck than it did on the actual Nintendo Switch. Yep, and it's funny because I was talking with a buddy of mine because we were having the same conversation because we were talking about like how we were basically never going to buy a Switch game again because the Switch games that I've played emulated on my PC just look and run infinitely better. Like, I can play Breath of the Wild at 4K60 on mm -hmm. my TV and it runs with absolute zero issues for the most part. Like, there's one or two that pop up because it's emulation, but like why would i play a fucking 780p 30 frames <laughs> on my 4k tv when i can just load it up that um, way no, i mean for sure and like the big draw for me at the end of the day was um they just recently some of the guys from steam from valve did an interview where they were talking about like the success of the steam deck and stuff. And then like what the future plans for the steam deck are. And they're like, do you ever plan on making more? Is there going to be a new version coming out? And they're like, absolutely. But in order to have the games go through their special proton program, because the steam OS is Linux, that whole steam deck runs on fucking Linux, right? Yep. So it has to go through proton to convert it. So you can play those games on a Linux machine, these windows games. So yep. they were talking about pretty much, like Apple's how Apple does their shit where they 
make minor changes, but they keep the core the same. So they have plans to make more Steam decks, like a Steam Deck 2 kind of thing. But yep. in order to keep the simplicity of Proton and the simplicity for develop for developers to develop, they don't plan on changing the hardware for many, many years. So like no, when a Steam Deck 2 comes out, maybe it has a slightly bigger screen, maybe it has better speakers or a slightly more dense battery, but the CPU, the GPU, like everything internal is going to stay the same so that they can keep going with developers and get everyone on this platform. So as soon as I read that, cause I was like, well, do I even get one? Like if a new version is going to be around the corner and it's like, no hardware is staying the same. Yep. Okay. Good enough for me. Yep. Yeah. I've been wanting to buy one for a long time. So I just got to figure out when I can actually budget for it. But well, and they're, yeah, and they're reasonably priced too. Like, and if, unless you go for like the, super high top spec one like the lower one's only like 400 bucks 300 bucks i thought yeah which version did you get well with all of my christmas gift cards i just went full bore and got the full one because i didn't have to pay for any of it but oh fair enough i probably okay, so <laughs> if i was if i didn't have all these like gift cards and stuff for christmas coming in and i was just sitting at home i probably would have bought the mid-range one yeah or I potentially think I... even the the cheap one because you can go on iFixit and they have complete teardown videos. So you can buy the cheap one, and pull it apart SSD. and swap the SSD. Yeah. And to be honest, like when I was seriously looking like a couple of months ago, I was looking at the lower tier one because a lot of the stuff I saw was like a lot of the speeds between like the SD card and the SSD thing. Like it wasn't a crazy like difference from what I was seeing. So it was kind of like, in a handheld, like, you don't really need that, no. right? So it's like, get a couple of SD cards and load them up with whatever. They're cheap. Yeah, especially They're... if you're going to be doing any sort of emulation on it. Like, yeah. my plan is to shove a one terabyte micro SD in there and yep. just have that, all of my fucking ROMs, emulators, all that kind of shit. And, like, in which, like, and I would have done that with the cheap end version or the high end version. Like that was yep. always the plan was an, a micro SD with emulation stuff on it. So at that point, it really doesn't matter because the hardware is the same. It's the same processor mm -hmm. across the board. The only difference is the SSD and slower SSDs isn't that big of a deal. No. I think the top end one has like a slightly different anti-glare glass Screen, on yeah. it or something, but. Yep. Yeah. It, just everything about the Steam Deck is so cool and like how... And, like, kudos to Steam for advancing, like, Proton, like, significantly by doing this, because they've done a shit ton of legwork with it. Oh, yeah. Make it super easy, right? Like, and, I mean, that's kind of how Steam has always been. Like, they've always, they've never been terribly selfish, right? Like, they're mm -hmm. like, we're advancing this because we want to do something, and, you know, if everyone else benefits, cool, right? Yeah. Like, when they made the Steam OS for the Steam Deck, it's open source. You can fucking go get it right now if you wanted to, right? Like, anyone can use it. Mm -hmm. And they said that in interviews. They're like, if someone else wants to make it and use our OS, give her shit. Like, by all means. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, and it's nice that it's a mini computer is what it really is. But, like, I've seen videos where if you're like, ah, oh, you know what? I don't like Steam OS, which is based on Linux. I think Debbie and I'm not mistaken. It. Yeah. <laughs> You can you can wipe it and you can install Windows on it and then download yep. Steam for Windows and do everything exactly the same but with a 
underlying Windows operating system. Fuck, and, you can even just dual boot it. Yeah. You can have both. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, there's people that have done that. Yeah. <laughs> so and then you can like just throw it in a dock and use it as a computer if you need to, like with a, a dock with an HDMI to a monitor, a TV, and you can dock it and continue on with your life, or you can keep yeah. it in handheld mode. Like, I've always been fascinated by the super small, compact, like, computers, yep. but like actual computers. Like, I understand phones that we have in our pocket are computers, but it's not sure. a computer. It's not a full fledged Windows or a full fledged Linux, right? They're mobile operating yep. systems. I don't know. I, I like the idea of having both worlds, and I'm pretty yep. fucking excited. I ordered it last night. I'm like, said, nice. it, said it's going to be here in one to two weeks. I'm like, oh, I just want it now. <laughs> I know. Is everything about it is so cool, and I love how they literally, like in interviews, they're like, straight up do whatever you want with this. They're like, we might not recommend some things, but like, so make a backup just in case, but <laughs> like, they're truly just like, do whatever the fuck you want with it. It is a computer. Yeah, and like, I, I applaud their effort for the repairability market, too. Oh, like when they actually showed, they teamed up with iFixit and made yeah. that video. Yeah. Like a from steam they're like this is how you can replace the thumbsticks if you get drift you know this is how you can replace fucking this and this and it was just like jesus yeah this is amazing <laughs> right like it's kind of refreshing to see a company like kind of give a shit about that stuff and yeah, the people that are buying it are gonna really care about that right well like i'm not gonna say that this was the main selling feature but it's definitely a nice to have with it is all of that repairability stuff because like i'm no stranger to like ripping open electronics and whatnot so oh, it's yeah, nice to know that, you know, in a year's time from now, if I'm played so much of it, I'm starting to get stick drift. I can just pull it open, go on iFixit or Valve's website, order a couple new joysticks and plop them in. Yep. Right. Which is something that can't be said for like its only other real competitor, which is the switch, which I don't even know if you can call it a competitor other than the fact that they're both handheld gaming devices. No, I wouldn't call them that. I mean, I guess there's the Logitech G Cloud, and there's all those. Yeah, cloud they in win the GPD? They make the air and stuff. Those are pretty impressive, but they're way yeah, more, it, way more expensive. Like I was looking at, oh, what's it called? I'll have to. I'll find out in a sec. And, and yeah, like as someone that has taken apart my Switch to do like, <clears throat> I put new housing on it, like to make it look like a fluorescent Game Boy color. And when I did that, let's just say it was, it was not hard, but it was not meant to be done, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a good iFixit guide and it went relatively smooth, but. Yeah. So it's only real competitors right now are like the, uh, the Logitech one that just recently released, but that's cloud streaming only. You can't save anything on there. So if you don't have an internet connection, you're not, you're, you're not playing anything. And if I have an internet connection, I'm probably at home, in which case I'm probably just going to sit down at my fucking normal computer. Yep. But their other competitor is the Ioneo Pro, and that starts at 1500 bucks. Yeah. So it's like, at that point, I wouldn't even call those competitors because the, the pricing is just completely out of whack, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you bought a Steam Deck. I'll be really curious to hear you talk about it once you get it, because I, I, those things are just so fucking cool. Yeah, I've wanted one for a while. It, I, ever I, since they came out, I was like, it's been in my cart so many times. 
and it's kind of amazing how well like AAA new games run on it too which i mean granted isn't hard at that resolution right so it's like you don't need much to run it at whatever that resolution is and mm-hmm. a couple of tweaks here and there and you're not really like on a screen size like that if you go medium and compare high graphic settings you're probably not going to see a difference yeah so yeah exactly but yeah yeah so pretty fucking pumped about it so while we're talking about things we're pumped about what's what's your deal with ubiquity just how fucking like easy and user-friendly it was i was not expecting it to be as simple as it was but like setting up my udm pro like special edition and some access points fucking pretty much like plug plug and play yeah, like I, I totally was not expecting it to be as plug and play as it was. To you discovered just... a new device. Would you like to add it to your network? Yes, please. Yeah. Would you like to update it? Yes, please. And then it just fuck. And then all of a sudden, my Wi-Fi was up. I was like, Jesus, this is like I did not expect it to be as user friendly at all, and it totally is. Like, yeah, it's it's fantastic, and like I, like, I was a fan of their shit beforehand, but now that they have that fucking. Uh, ubiquity teleport oh my god what a game changer and it's funny because you said like you used it because your wire guard was giving you issues but it's literally just wire guard like that's the protocol they use yeah but i was using the actual like i put high vpn on my actual server or whatever and like all of that jazz and like sometimes it would work and then other times it would just wouldn't work i'd have to go back into like command line and or into terminal and reinstall it reset the keys and then reset it up on the app on my phone and then it would work for a day and then it would fail and i was like fuck where is this this fucking teleport man i just fucking toggle the switch on and boom i'm in my home network and i can fuck with all my server shit and then turn it off and i'm good yep i've used it a few times since you brought it up too so it's yeah that feature is awesome to just have a dedicated like vpn especially for people like us that roll our own servers like to literally do it within your Ubiquity app and just be able to open up a web GUI of whatever you're running is super awesome. Yeah, it was an absolute game changer that I came yeah. across completely by accident and was like, holy fuck, yeah. this is it. This is what I've been fucking wanting. Yeah. And yeah, the only bug I came across, and this was a super weird one. So I was, one day I was bored kind of winding down from work and was just poking around in the settings like all right what can i fuck with what can i do and i was like oh they have a built-in like ad blocker and i was like oh cool i'll try this out so i turn on the ad blocker and test it out and it's like oh this is slick as shit and so the next day rolls around and i'm trying to add a movie to my radar search doesn't work and i'm like what the fuck try so and our search is fine so then i go in this whole day process of like why the fuck is my radar not working and I'm trying everything. I'm like, because I'm thinking, I'm like, what the fuck changed? Like, I did nothing. Yeah. And I, in my mind, I'm not cluing in that this fucking ad blocker, for some reason, is blocking the search to, like, the movie database and just, for some reason, wasn't allowing me to search and add. And so after, like, a full day of troubleshooting, like, all of my radar and, like, fucking restarting and going through logs, I'm, like, trying to figure out, because I'm getting these weird, like, fucking exception errors. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then finally, I was like, okay, what did I change in the last day? And I was like, oh, shit, I did that ad block. I was like, I wonder if I just toggle that off if fucking this will work. Toggle it off. Boom. I can search an ad. <laughs> I was like, that is so fucking weird. Interesting. Never would have guessed that was that would be the problem. 
no and it was it wasn't until like i was literally like banging my head against the desk i was like what the fuck like this shouldn't have just fucking magically appeared like radar usually isn't like plex in that way where you just get a random fucking issue yeah and so i was like trying i was like after beating my head i was like okay did i change anything outside of my surf and i was like oh right i was fucking around with ubiquity <laughs> that's hilarious so, good to know i've yes. uh, i've not toggled that on yet so now i know probably not to do that oh and the worst part is like it's actually a pretty good ad blocker from what i was reading but they don't give you any like layers to go deeper so like if you have a pie hole or ad guard installed on your server and if it blocked that, you could go in and make an exception, and then it would just bypass that and allow you to search, right? Yeah. But apparently in the Ubiquity, like, they haven't, because it just came out, I think it just got added whenever the last update was. Okay. So, like, it's just the base version of it, and from what I was reading on a red thread, people were like, it works good. There's just, like, no layers to it. It's like, you literally click the checkbox, and it turns on, or you click it, and it turns off. Like, there's no digging deeper into it which mm. hopefully they add in the future because to, to have one built into your ubiquity network and not have to you know roll a pie hole or something yeah is also slick as shit so yeah, yeah. that's pretty fucking sweet but yeah ubiquity stuff is fucking amazing i do not regret the like thousand dollars i spent on equipment mm-hmm. yeah I, <laughs> which, qu- I quite fucking like it myself big fan yeah so it's it just for enterprise level stuff, I was not expecting it to be that user friendly. Oh, was, and it only gets better too. Like when you start looking at like their system for NFC unlocking and locking doors, I, their camera setup is so slick. Like I got two run right now, and eventually when we get pregnant and have kids, we'll just Ethernet another one in the baby's room. Yep. Oh, yeah, I've been I looking. Love it. I've been looking because I've been trying to figure out like because i bought a house and i've been like slowly realizing just how fucking expensive it is oh yeah so i've so I've, like really kind of have to temper back like what i want to do like home automation wise so i was like okay well what's the first things i'm gonna buy and it was well doors lock because you buy a house you have to change the lock so i got some fancy z-wave plus door locks and then i was like okay now i probably want a camera just security wise so i was looking at the ubiquity stuff and i think i can just do two doorbell cameras one for the front and the back so yeah you could which is probably what I'll end up doing because they're pretty handy. So have you started messing around with Home Assistant yet? No, not yet. I'm going to order whatever that Z-Wave USB stick is this week. I haven't got around to ordering it yet because I, I have a Raspberry Pi that's just sitting around doing nothing, so I'll just roll Home Assistant onto that and then plug the stick in and then start experimenting. Because so. right oh, now I yes. think the only things... I'll have when I do start would be front doorbell camera because I think I'm going to order that at the same time as I do the stick and then I'll have three locks and I used a bunch of credit card points to get a shit ton of Google speakers so I have one of those for like pretty much not every room in my house but like you can hear throughout the whole house with them so I'll slowly figure that out and then I think my plan is like kind of every month incrementally buy a few more kind of things yeah yeah so like kind of like all right this month i'll buy a few like window fucking sensors or whatever it is right so the nice part is is ubiquity fully integrates with the app Mm -hmm. so with home assistant so like 
what I did is I bought two Amazon Fire HD tablets, the oh, 8-inch yep. ones, because they were like 60 or 70 bucks. Yep, for and, like little hubs. Yeah, and they're and I use them. I uh, mounted one in the hallway up by our bedroom, and I mounted the other one at the front door. And then there's yep. an, an app you can get called Kiosk, and oh, it yep. basically takes over the tablet. So it, as soon as the tablet turns on, launches, whatever, it goes to this kiosk mode. And the kiosk yep. points to one of my home pages for Home Assistant. So if you were to like walk into my house and you turn, there's a tablet mounted on the wall that shows you all my sensors, whether like windows or doors are open and closed. You can lock and unlock the doors, set the alarm, and then it's got different tabs for completely different screens. Oh, one yeah. of them is a screen for my security cameras. One is a screen for my 3D printer. Another one is a screen for all the different light bulbs and the pre-settings we have to like turn on the lights in the bathroom or the living oh, yeah. room and so on and so forth. I've seen so many cool things with that. Like, cause I have a few like older Android tablets and a couple of older Android phones lying around. So I'm probably just going to utilize those. But one of the one that I saw that was super cool and I was like, Oh, I'm definitely doing that is someone in their kitchen had just like an old phone with like a simplified dashboard, which was basically just like their front door and like who was coming or whatnot. And it was like, I can't remember what it was, but, and like, I knew you could do this, but it was like seeing it in practice where like someone rang their doorbell and like the image popped up and it was like who they know. And they were like, yeah, unlock the door. They're like, come on in. It's open. I'm in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, shit like that is just fucking, Did you... it's like the basis of it, but it's like so cool. Did you download the Ubiquity app, I assume, on your phone? Yep. So in there, you can go into the Ubiquity app. I think it's, oh, maybe it's. I can't remember which one because there's two apps. There's, I can't remember which one it, it pops up. There's like me. a there's a protect app. Yeah, for there's like the network cameras. and the protect. Yeah, so in the protect app, if you have doorbell cameras or whatever, you can set those up with notifications. So the moment someone pushes that doorbell, it'll pop up on your phone with like a still image of who's at the front door, and you can talk or not talk or so on and so forth. I tried to integrate it into Home Assistant, and it worked fine when I had an iPhone. For some reason, the oh. notifications it sends to Android take a long time. Like I was testing it. I'd ring the doorbell and my home assistant app on my phone would immediately pop up and be like, hey, someone's at the door. Yeah. And then like two or three minutes later, boop, the notification would pop up on my wife's Android oh, phone. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Weird. And I still haven't figured, like I've had, I read a bunch of forums and guys are like, oh, you have to change the priority to one and set a certain TTL and I did all this stuff and still it's like Not legs behind. Cause now I'm back on the Android phone. So like someone will ring the doorbell and I wouldn't get anything. So I went into the unify protect app and just turned on a notifications for that. Now it's fucking instant. Weird. And it's not even when you're on your home network. Like if I'm at yeah. work and someone rings the doorbell, I can see who's there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of a I shame because I tried to get everything going through home assistant, but that was one that I just, wouldn't get the results that I wanted. But what is nice with you filling your house with speakers mm -hmm. is you can, in the Google app, make a speaker group with all of those speakers. I already did that, yeah. And then through Home Assistant, if someone rings the doorbell... It'll can, play through all the speakers. Yeah, you can set it up with custom ones. So right now, if you were, to, if you were in my house and someone rang the doorbell, mm -hmm. it plays the Jetsons doorbell. Oh, fuck yeah. 
nice. And then I also have my window and door sensors set up to chime out of all the Google speakers. So when someone opens the door, it goes ding, ding. Oh. Let you know, like a door's open kind of thing. Sure, yeah. Which yeah, is pretty it, handy. It's like, it's... Like, the more I've looked into, like, what I'm going to do for home automation, and, like, I can already tell I'm going to take this to, like, a fucking 15 out of 10. But, because what else am I going to spend my money on? But... A Steam Deck. Well, yeah. <laughs> at some point, too, but... But, like, it's just, like, this... From everything I'm seeing, it's, like, simple shit like that that just, like, makes your life infinitely easier is, like, kind of what the greatest thing about Home Assistant and all that stuff is, like, just super simple things, like, that. And oh, yeah. I saw... I saw someone... Um, I can't... It was a while ago, but someone had set up or if their doorbell rang, a picture-in-picture would pop up on their shield... And it would actually show, and I was like, okay, that's fucking cool as someone that, like, is quite often in their home theater room in their basement. Having it, like, pop up, like, hey, the pizza's here would be, like, fucking, like, that's super cool. I wanted to set that up. I haven't yet. Yeah, and I was like... I think it's cool, but I think the wife would be annoyed if her phone went off and the screen movie stopped and... Sure, sure, yeah. And I'm sure you could probably, like run some exceptions into it like only do it during this or something maybe i don't know yeah and there's lots of other little automations that are nice to set up like you can set up geocaching so as soon as you get home the door unlocks the lights turn on i've seen other automations where you get those like robotic blinds so like it'll go off of like a weather app when the sun is out it'll have the blinds open and then as nighttime comes it'll close the blinds and yep I've, My only I've recommendation to you mm-hmm. for your smart home stuff, don't buy a Nest thermostat. I wasn't going to, because after you told me the fuck around you had to do to get it, I was like, not going to fuck around with that. And the site that, like, basically where we can buy Z-Wave stuff in Canada has a few, like, Zigbee ones, or not Zigbee, I can't remember what the Z-Wave. brand is. But yeah, Z-Wave. There's a couple of, like, actual branded ones that are just straight oh, up Z-Wave like thermostats. Echo, like Echo yeah yeah so and it's like i'm basically ordering a bunch of stuff from that website so yeah i was that was a that was a piss off and a half because like i just all i and it's my fault for not doing more research but it's like oh yeah nest works great with home assistant like perfect and then i go i'm like why is this not oh cool i need to make a fucking google account a developer account set up an api with fucking push notifications and callbacks to this and then go into home assistant and it's like oh it took me yeah. like several fucking hours to get it right. Yeah. No, I'll just that site that I don't know how much you've used that site. That what is it? AAR Tech or something or whatever it is. Everything I, smart home in my house right now, with the exception exception of the Nest thermostat, all of it came off that site that I sent you. Yeah. Is and like the support staff there, like it, from, like they've been great to deal with. Mm-hmm. So like on stuff so it's like and their prices seem like fairly reasonable like when i looked at uh door locks so like i was originally going to get the ones that you had gotten but yeah. everywhere i looked they were back ordered until december mm. so it's like okay that doesn't work because i'm moving in like a month so i ordered some like z-wave plus locks from that site and then i also ordered some from my parents because they were like those are cool locks like set us up with some like that and i was like all right and like just interacting with the support because for some reason they had to email me a bunch of times for some stuff. Like they were just super awesome to deal with and and everything. So it's like, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I like them for sure. Speaking of NVIDIA and the Shield, though. <laughs> they ditched one of their main selling features. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like, the NVIDIA Shield has always been <clears throat> advertised as two things. A great media box, top of the line, and game streaming. <laughs> and then in, NVIDIA is like, we're going to take one of those features away. <laughs> yeah, and like, I, well, I don't know why. That's what I don't understand. Like, why? Why? Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. And it's the only good thing I've seen come about this is some people are like, thank you, Steam, for making a really easy way to do this. <laughs> and a bunch of people are doing it that way now. But <laughs> Well, and the funny thing is, is... uh. They made that announcement, and I was like, "Well, that's fucking stupid." But that is coming from someone who I've never, I've never actually used Game Stream. Yeah, like, neither have I. Like, not not a single fucking time. Yep. But that being said, I I liked the fact that if I wanted to, that feature is there. Yeah. But now I'm seeing people go, "Oh wow!" So the Steam, what was it? Fucking Steam Link. Oh, yep. That really was the fucking greatest thing of all time. And I'm like, yep. you know what? It kind of fucking was. So yep. then I went looking to buy a fucking Steam Link. Like the no, cheapest I found. Anymore. Yeah, they don't. So you, your, bet, your only real bet is off eBay. And people know that you can't get them anymore. So they're like 200 some dollars. Right before they announced that they were no longer going to make Steam Link, they went on sale everywhere. And I remember seeing one at the EB Games. They were like, they were like $5. Yeah. And like, I think you could even get them from, like, Steam for, like, 15 bucks. Like, when mm. they fucking, like, was like, all right, like, we want these gone. I remember it was a podcast, and it was someone that religiously used, like, they had a bunch of Steam links in their house because they were like, I've set these up so that I can literally on every TV in my house open up my Steam library and play a game. And they deliberately, when they went on sale and they were like, we're no longer making them more, I think they bought, like, 10 because they were like, if one ever dies... They're like ten dollars. I'm gonna spend a hundred dollars now, and I'm just gonna pile them so that I can keep using them in the future. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. but you know what? With the success of the Steam Deck, they've talked about making peripherals again, like maybe mm -hmm. redoing and having a second go at the Steam controller. Yeah, I do. Maybe they might redo a Steam Link. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I and I think like if you look at like the Steam controller, like a lot of what that controller is is a lot of what's in the Steam Deck for its controls oh, yeah, too, right? Absolutely. So it's like, I think they're very much like, if they can learn and like kind of iterate on it and use it in some form in the future, then I think they're going to do it, right? But I mean, do they have a vision for Steam Link 2? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was ahead of its time. It really was. That was the problem is it was ahead of its totally. time. Now that we're where we are in the PC gaming world, mm -hmm. I think that thing would sell very very well especially if you look like i think full retail for the steam link is probably like on par with like what you would buy like uh when google was doing their thing like it was like right around the same price where it was like hey plug this in your tv and stream your games mm -hmm. right you know so it's like if they entered the market now i think it that thing would sell a whole lot more the only downside is like you've got to have a steam library to stream from right which is all the ones right now is like it's a service right game pass just has these games and it's super consumer friendly right like yeah sign up and just hit play right but 
I think the Steam Deck also proved that having a Steam library isn't really a barrier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as much as it was maybe seven years ago, but me, yeah, yeah, I, well, I'm really curious video. why they got rid of that feature, and I, is this a sign that we're gonna get another Shield iteration? Maybe I don't think I so. Don't know. I don't think they have any reason to make another version of the shield. No, they don't. I still, I actually was cleaning some uh, boxes out a couple of weeks ago and I came across my NVIDIA shield, the one that's the Xbox controller with the flip up screen. Oh shit. Yeah. Still have it. Still turns on, still works. Hmm. I mean, granted it's running like Android five or something like that, but no, right. uh, so it, it still turns on. Update. Yeah. And for the most part, like I, I don't even know that I would want an updated shield because I don't know what you would put in it for me to go. I want to upgrade. Like the one I have right now, it does kind of everything I need it to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm pretty content with mine. And I don't think they sell a whole lot. Like I don't think it's a top seller thing. So, man, well, what else do we got here? I know. Take your pick. There's lots. Okay, I'll get this one out of the way. I played the new God of War game. And? Did you play the... No. Did you I never owned a... I haven't owned... The last PlayStation I owned was a PlayStation 2. Okay. Well, the first God of War, like, the remake one, is on PC. Same yes. as, like, their Spider-Man games. Yes. I did and this one will... buy Spider-Man. Yeah, this one will eventually hit PC, too. But it, it's really good. Like, if you really liked the first game, it's more of that and a really good kind of end that story so okay yeah i won't get too into it because i don't know if you want to play it at some point or whatnot yeah man speak your piece i mean realistically with the playstation exclusives that are making their way to pc god of war is not like super high on my list yeah that's fair but no it's it's like the kind of story that the first one tells and how they kind of build on it and they're ending this kind of like it's not a trilogy it's just like a two-game run where they're basically like, okay, here's the story that we have in this North mythology kind of thing. Like, they did a really good job of, like, ending it in a way that, like, I was like, huh, that wasn't what I thought it would be, and it was a good ending, you know what I mean? Like, okay. it's it's kind of another, like, banger Sony single-player game, you know yeah. what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, here's a good narrative, here's combat that feels really good to play. So it's kind of like, you know how in Spider-Man, like, just swinging around the city feels fucking awesome? Yeah. So in the game, you have an axe that you can throw, and then you hit a button to recall it back. So it's like this mechanic of like things you can do that just feel good. Like when you throw that axe into a tree and it sticks, and then you walk away and then just hit the button and it shoots over to your hand. It's like this addicting like mm. mechanic where you're like, this just feels good to play, right? And it looks great, sounds great. So it's if you're looking for like a good story-driven game, check them out. Speaking of games, do you uh, dabble yeah. in High on Life yet? No, not yet. But okay. it is on Game Pass, so like... Have you read anything about it? Seen anything about it? Do you know anything I, about it? I've seen a few things. I th- it's made by the Rick and Morty people, right? So yes. I'm assuming, like I know you're a big Rick and Morty fan, so I'm assuming you played it? Yes, I haven't I haven't beaten it. I have, One of my buddies beat it, said that the whole thing is about a seven hour playtime. Okay. So That's like, terrible. Yeah, it's pretty short and sweet. Yep. Definitely play it on Game Pass because on Steam it's seventy fucking dollars. Oof. Yeah. 
that's originally where I got it. I played about an hour of it, and then I found out it was on Game Pass Ultimate, which I have. And I was like, okay, this is getting refunded. Fair enough. I've but, had that happen with a few people where, like, they've been like, oh, man, I've been playing this game. And I was like, oh, you playing it, like, in because most of the people I know have Game Pass. And they're like, what? It's on Game Pass? And, like, this happened, I think, with your brother a while back or something. He was playing something, and I was like, that was when me and his girlfriend and him were all playing grounded and i think they each bought it on steam and i was like you guys have game pass <laughs> and they were like how do i refund on steam and i was like all right go here oh my god <laughs> yeah that didn't so, surprise me and i can't judge because i did the exact same thing yeah i i've actually done it too like where i've picked something up and then like after i played it or something i think i had it happen where like after i played the whole game on steam i was browsing game pass and i was like oh fuck i bought that and i was like it was there so i think everyone's done it because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Consensus is it's good so far? Yeah, it's very entertaining. It is definitely not for kids. Oh, yeah, of course. How some how it might look and stuff like that. It is got yeah, lots of got a... vulgar, inappropriate humor, which I absolutely love. I, like I said, yeah. I've only played about an hour of it, but that hour I have played, it was incredibly enjoyable. Yeah. That's kind of what I've heard is like, if you're into the people that made that game like and they're what they make like you're gonna enjoy it so mm-hmm. it's like so yeah I, what else have I, I haven't played much but i started playing that uncharted came to pc then the fourth one i've been fucking around with that and that is also very good and i'm also just continually really impressed with sony's pc ports like they what? legit support everything and just run good with sony's so, what PC ports? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, they're just, they're insanely good ports. Like, it's kind of nice to just get a game and it just works. Yeah. It's not like wait for a couple more patches kind of thing. Like, it's, they're just like, hey, here you go. Well, and it runs fine. And about fucking time they realize they can make a killing by porting these to fucking PC. Mm-hmm. Yep. The only, like, downside now is, like, the time, right? Like, the time to get it, right? It's like... Because they're, I don't think they're ever gonna day and date it on PC at the same time. I don't think so either. But at least it comes eventually. It would yeah. be nice if it came a little bit sooner rather than later. But I mean, I get it. But the thing is, is like the vast majority of people, like if they have a high end gaming PC, are probably not likely to own a fucking PlayStation and an Xbox as well. Nope. And like the kids, the people who own the PlayStation and they only play PlayStation, they're not gonna go out and buy a gaming PC. They got the PlayStation. Like it's a very, yep. very small amount of people own multiple systems, especially multiple high-end systems. So, like, where's the harm in releasing it on PC a little earlier? Like, yep. give me, give me the fucking new God of War now instead of making me wait six months because I'm yep. not going to go buy a PlayStation to play God of War. Yep, it's it's much. not going to happen. So you're not getting my money until it's on PC. Yep. So you want to make those sales, make that happen a little faster. Yeah. And I, like, I was totally one of the people that, like, I would have a PlayStation and then my PC. Because at the time, it was like, if you wanted to play the PlayStation first parties, they weren't coming to PC. Yeah. And then I, I actually regret buying my PS5 now, because when I bought it, like, they hadn't really released anything on PC. And so I was like, okay, well, I want to play, like, all these games coming up. And then shortly after, they're like, yeah, we're just going to give you everything on PC. And I was like, well, fuck. But... Well, I I imagine that there's like a fine line between like when to release and when not to. 
in terms yeah. of like hype and desire. Cause like realistically by the time they take God of War Ragnarok or whatever the fuck yep. and move that on a PC, like if it's going to be another six months, by the time that comes to PC, the hype might be completely fucking gone. And it's like, oh yeah, well, I still have all these other games. That game's almost, it's been out for over a year now. Like whatever it is, what it is. Like yep. there's, there's that fine line between like, there's enough hype and momentum. We have to do our exclusive drive those sales, but then we'll bring it to PC and keep feeding off that hype. But the longer you wait, just like avatar too, the hype goes down, it goes down and you wait yep. too long. And like, I'm not going to buy it regardless. Cause I don't care anymore. Yeah. And that line gets like even thinner if, because they're also like, you look at the last of us, it's got a TV show coming out and a few weeks after the TV show airs is when they're dropping it on PC right so it's like there there's also that layer of like okay well we actually kind of want to time this with like this show and like mm -hmm. work off that momentum and stuff so yeah which yeah yeah we'll see, we'll see what happens i'm happy that they're doing it though that seems to be the best way yeah and it seems like everyone is and like they're good quality ports so hopefully they keep that trend up cuz there's nothing worse than what seems like kind of the norm lately is like when a game comes out that you want to buy day one and you're like, well, this is kind of a fucking shit mess to play. So I guess I'm going to wait a few weeks till they patch it. Yep. You know, so it's like, that's kind of the norm. So to see one just come and work is refreshing. So. Yeah. All right. So interview with a vampire, like the old original movie, Tom Cruise and Keanu? No, 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 no. So AMC actually has a TV series that is like kind of a like a newer version of Interview with a Vampire. Because I mean, Interview with a Vampire is a really old Anne Rice novel. Yeah, like it's I think it's in public domain. So, but. I just kind of came out of nowhere and like I've kind of sporadically been watching like a couple episodes like in between my moves and stuff like that and it originally was like I, I'll just throw this on as I was packing but then like I kind of slowly like stopped packing because I was like kind of interested in it and that's kind of where I was like oh this is actually like quietly a pretty good show hmm. um, yeah it's like I think you probably know the interview of what the vampire storyline is like it's pretty standard um, but it's actually like a really good retelling of it and kind of like, yeah, I'm trying to think of how to word it. It plays with the morality of being a vampire, like really well, like where it shows um, like what it means to be, to live forever and like the kind of consequences, I guess, that come with that. Right. So, and it kind of shows because he's interviewing this vampire that's been around since like the 1800s, right? And they, they're doing it in present day. So it's like, it, it's it's really well done. Hmm. If you're into those kind of, I guess, stories, check it out. But it's actually, yeah, really good. Oh, maybe I'll add that to the list. So you added industry to this? Yes, have you heard of the show yet? No. Okay, I never heard of it until about a week ago either. I haven't watched an episode yet, but everything I've read is it is Billions meets Succession, except the premise is a bunch of kids fighting for, like, a position in finance. Not kids, like, they're adults, but uh, 
Let me bring up. Oh, the... I have heard of this. Yeah, I don't know how this flew under my radar for so fucking long. Young bankers and traders make their way in the financial world in the aftermath of the 2008 collapse. Yeah, okay, I have heard of this, and I was mildly intrigued and then completely forgot about it. Yeah, I never heard of it until about a week ago, and then it popped up in a, I don't know, a TikTok or something where it's like, here's 10 shows that are flying under the radar that you should watch. And yeah, and the, as soon as I heard a comparison where it's like Succession meets Billions, but in the finance world, I was like, yep. Oh, what's that? Yep. HBO Max? Yep. Okay. I'm in. Yep. So it's I, like, I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard nothing but good things. And this might tide me over until my, I get a new season of Succession. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, those kind of keywords is like, it's like, that's an instant sell for us. <laughs> it's pretty easy when you hear those words to just be like, yep, that's worth checking mm -hmm. out. So. so, yeah. So, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there in case you, uh, Hadn't heard or no, that's it's a good reminder. I I just hit the download button, so <laughs> I also <laughs> been watching National Treasure. Oh, so is that the TV show that came out? Yeah. How is it? Because I had like I have it queued up, and I think I was just kind of waiting to get your consensus on it. I'm, I've only is watched the first two episodes, but it's like if you if you had a good time watching the National Treasure movies. I did. Then you're going to enjoy watching the show because it's the exact same thing, but you get more of it. Okay. It's not, so, <clears throat> it's not like big brain, hard to think or like think about everything and the plot twists and trying to overanalyze the characters and what's happening. It's just good fun, entertaining, like not historically accurate because they twist a lot of things, oh, yeah. right? Just like in the movies. But yeah, if you like the movies, the show is, it's fantastic. And it's like okay. one of those like, I just want to sit, not think, and have fun watching something, and that's exactly yep. what it is. Uh, yeah, which is like those shows are always good to have around. Where it's just like, okay, it's been a long day, I just want to like veg and watch this. And yeah, is there any relation to the movies? Like, is there, or is it just its own separate thing? Like, how are they doing that? Like, is it? <clears throat> I mean, maybe there'll be cameos of other people down the road, but as of right now, it's 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 its own separate thing. Okay. Like the whole premise is some girl who's like super good at puzzles. Is like okay. working a job and fuck, how did it all start? Somewhere else, the other, the protagonists are looking for this like secret treasure. And it turns out that she has like her dad was a treasure hunter. So she's got this like necklace or something that her dad gave her when he inevitably got caught by the bad guys and then killed. And inevitably that necklace is going to be a clue to something yep. that she's going to figure yep. out. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But it's fun. It's really fun. Yeah. And that's, I think it just started, right? So there's only a few episodes out. I think there's four now. Okay. I'll definitely check that out because that, uh, the movies were, uh, like, I haven't seen them in years, but I remember them just being a good ass time. So. Yeah, no, quite enjoyable. Which, did you see that? Uh, the Indiana Jones trailer? No, not yet. Uh, okay. It actually looks pretty good. So. I mean, I'm going to watch it regardless. I like Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah. And I'm I have actually not just really... seen the trailer. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, it's like... He's looking old in that trailer, I'll say that. Yeah? <laughs> it's probably a good thing this is his last movie, because... I don't know how you do another Indiana Jones at that age, right? I mean, so. fair. He's not a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> no. So. 
but yeah i'm excited for that just same thing it's like just those treasure hunting movies like it's a great genre that like if you and it's kind of hard to fuck up right like as long as you do it decent enough yeah people will watch it so oh absolutely no i did watch the trailer for that 90s show though oh i did not how does that look it looks good okay and like they had fucking like in the trailer they had uh eric and donna were in the trailer Ashton Kutcher, like they had a bunch of the old cast was in the trailer. Of course, so everyone, it, but I was about to say everyone, but Danny Masterson. Yeah, I didn't see Danny Masterson. Something tells me you probably won't be. <laughs> but yeah. it, it looked good. It looked funny. It looked good. I'm very, yeah. I'm pretty pumped for that one when it comes out. I should check that out because I'm, when you, it seems like those type of shows are kind of making a comeback where it's like, hey, we're going to do a spinoff in modern age, right? Like how I much you're, mother did it right with yeah. how much your father now and now this so and it's like i'm curious what other ones get that treatment you know what i mean oh i imagine a ton because hollywood is always running out of ideas yeah so and i'm curious how they do it in the 90s like are they still smoking weed in the basement <laughs> yeah i don't know do they do they go that route i mean like that 70s show was like it was kind of in that era where you could do some questionable stuff on tv right like how well, this, this is all on netflix right so yeah. They can pretty much do what they want for the most part. True. But Netflix has been doing pretty decent. Like, have you been watching Wednesday? I haven't yet, but I've heard that it's like, that everyone that watches it is it, like... If you can move... You have to move past the point that Luis Grossman should not be Gomez Adams. I, f- okay, I, f- sure. I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. Like, thankfully, sure. he's not... Like, the show is... Wednesday it's about Wednesday so he's not yeah. doesn't have a lot of screen time but when he does have screen time you're like no this Get isn't out of here. yeah you doesn't work this is it does not work at all I have heard that uh what is it Jenna Ortega yeah she I've heard she's fantastic as Wednesday so yeah like I have one episode left but okay everything I've seen up to this point it's, it's you know it's just a good time it's a good fun watch that's that's what I've heard, and I've just I've been meaning to add it, but it's just like my queue is so fucking large right now that it's just like okay, I've kind of got to be a little bit choosy about what I pick. Oh, I'm but. I'm right fucking there with you. Like I dread opening up fucking Plex when I go to see <laughs> what's know. in my continue watching. I'm like, oh my god. I have I think I have like fuck as far as TV shows go, I think I legit have like fucking twenty. I think it's like fucking. <laughs> there's a ton. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I've got thirteen. I I think I'm at least that. But to be fair, like one of them in here is How I Met Your Mother, because I just put that on when I go to bed. Same oh, sure. with <laughs> Same with Futurama, Boy Meets World, Reboot. Have, I've been like casually rewatching in the background. I've been doing that too. I've been kind of watching The Walking Dead as I cook. And then as I go to bed, because for some reason I saw a TikTok about like, because it finally ended and I was like, I should go back and rewatch because I remember a lot of the earlier seasons being like banger TV and they still hold up there. Like the earlier seasons are like, oh, this is good TV, mm-hmm. right? And I haven't gotten to the bad parts yet, but but yeah. So yeah. I think everyone has a few of those shows. <laughs> half, half of my up next queue are old shows that I just rewatch like in the background. 
Breaker True. High. Been watching Breaker High. I don't remember that fucking mm-hmm. oldie buddy goodie. <laughs> the one that bothers me is I think this is the last episode. I've got the last episode of American Horror Story, and it's been I've been sitting of the here. New season? Yep. I haven't watched any of the new season. Is it worth watching? It's not very good. No. Okay, because I was gonna say the fact that you have one episode left and you haven't watched it probably maybe sings the bells that we've been talking about with American Horror Story. <laughs> if I, it's so disappointing, man. Like I don't even know what they're doing. Honestly, the last split season, the Alien Vampire one, was better than this season. Oof. If you're saying that. Yeah. I didn't even finish that last season because I was just fucking bored. Yeah, this one hasn't <sighs> been that much better. And he's definitely flying off. You can tell that he's coming off the, uh, I don't know, mental state that he was in when he did the Dahmer Netflix show. Oh, sure. This, this one is about a killer in New York who's killing gay guys. Sure. And I wonder how... M- <clears throat> I wonder how much he's actually into making more American Horror Story now. Like, is he just doing it because he's got obligations to do it? Because it seems like he's way more focused on other stuff. And, like, if you compare Dahmer to any American Horror Stories after that summer camp season, there's no comparison, right? No, none. So, I mean, is he just not interested in American Horror Stories anymore? I don't know, man. Like, they used to all be this, like, interconnected world and stuff like that. And, like, there's no real call-outs in this season to any other fucking season or time frame or yeah. nothing. And it's very slow-moving. And then you get to the end and you're like, uh. Like, the last two, like, the last two episodes are technically <clears throat> one episode. Like, you get part one, part two. Yeah. And it's just, it's, I watched part one and yeah. I was like, eh. I just haven't. It's, it's and it's a sh- yeah. It's been sitting here for weeks. <clears throat> like I and almost want to watch it just to get it out of my fucking queue, but I have no interest in actually watching it. Yeah, which is a shame because like I remember when you early in the podcast you were like you should really check these out and like as I slowly went through it and we slowly talked about it it was like it was this great show where it was yeah. like we were talking about like oh the, like I totally didn't realize this season was connected to this one like three ago and it was like going through it like the first time and talking about it it was like this is good really good tv and then like now to kind of see like american horror stories like all of that has kind of been a wet towel mm-hmm. you know and he, and then these past two mainline seasons it's like the mainline isn't even good anymore so it's like yeah and with every season of american horror stories it always starts off good i find the first couple of episodes i'm like fuck yeah and then yeah. it just takes this dramatic nosedive off a fucking cliff and becomes trashy. Yeah. I don't know if it was the very first or the second episode of this last season with the dolls where the guy was like doing like a live dollhouse and his like that was a great episode. Yeah. And everything after was just fucking garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's happening in television because I'm starting to feel the same way about Mythic Quest. Oh, okay. Like I love, I really, really enjoyed that show. I love fucking Rob McElhaney. The first two seasons I thought were fantastic. And then this third season, just like, eh, eh. But speaking yeah. of, speaking of Rob McElhaney, before I forget, have you okay. watched Welcome to Wrexham yet? No. You should. Is that a TV show or a movie? It's a TV show. What is it called? Welcome to Wrexham. W-R-E-X-H-A-M. Okay. 
So it's an FX show, but it's a documentary series that follows okay. Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds as they purchase the Wrexham Football Club. Okay, I'm intrigued. That's really all you need to know. Okay, all I, right. I think it's like 20-some episodes. They're a half just, an hour each, but it's like them discussing buying a team and then how they buy the team and then going over there and drumming up support and meeting the players all the way to like making it to like one of the football championships and stuff like that. And anyway. as someone who legitimately just <clears throat> doesn't care about soccer at all, I don't care. I don't watch soccer. I have no interest in it. Yep. This docuseries was fantastic. And I burned the entire season within a couple of days. All right. I just hit the download button. Like it, now that I've sidetracked, now that I have fiber in it, I can actually download shows while I'm on the podcast. <laughs> season one of industry is already done which <laughs> side note i've said this before but i'm never going back to not having fiber internet i've had 75 up or down pretty much my whole life and now to have a fucking gig never going back never mm-hmm. never it's a requirement now <laughs> i'm right there with you man it's yeah not to sidetrack on internet speeds but to finally get a gig was like I think I actually like faster internet more than my own house. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I checked that one out. It was a, it was a, just a fun fucking good watch. And I mean, Rob McElhaney is very much like Ryan Reynolds in his sense of humor yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So they're like little bickering back and forth, and like the little pranks they kind of pull on each other and joke about and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it, it was real good. I hope. I really hope they do a whole nother season. I was like, oh, fact, this is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm sold on that because like any of that, like Ryan Reynolds comedy style is just like it's it's so unique to him, I guess is the best way to put it because he like he's that way everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like you see him like fucking tweet with his wife on Twitter and they're just like constantly fucking burning each other and it's hilarious, you know, it's it's like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Which, speaking about Twitter, should we talk about the fucking shit show that has happened with that company? I really just want to know if, like, have you heard if Elon's stepping down yet? I have no idea. The last I heard, he fucking made a poll about it on Twitter and everyone voted yes. Yeah, he said (laughs) he would respect the results. But then it also wouldn't surprise me if he fucking didn't. (laughs) Yeah, which, I look, I've kept up with it a little bit, but I also... I'm tired of hearing about Elon Musk, so. <laughs> like, I think I have his name muted on my Reddit <laughs> app, so. Because I'm just like, I'm so tired of hearing about all this bullshit that I just, like, I don't want it in my life anymore. But It's, it's interesting, because, like, the whole thing has been kind of fascinating, because you have all these people that are like, oh, Elon is ruining Twitter, and he's fucking, it's burning to the ground around him. But, like, if you read any of the financial reports and stuff prior to Elon's takeover, Twitter has never been a profitable company. No. So like Elon took over and that caused a whole bunch of fucking shitstorm for sure. But it's not like Twitter was sailing the high seas. Like it was already, no. they were poorly, you know, had the buckets going bailing water out as fast as they could. Like it was already a sinking ship when he purchased it. Some of the yep. things he did for sure were not, the greatest or the smartest moves and sometimes he needs to just like not 
send out his thoughts to the world because not every single one of them is great. But I totally. thought it was absolutely hilarious. I've on TikTok <clears throat> and like Instagram reels, YouTube shorts, whatever. I've seen various videos where it's like, this is a what's a day in the life of a such and such for Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, so I show up at this campus and I go straight here and I get my espresso coffee and my snack. I go up and I go to this room where I'll chill out for 20 minutes and get ready for a meeting I have. And then I'll go into this space, which is like a private little booth area where I'll have my conference call with my team members. After that, I go down and get this snack from this. And then I go and do a yoga session. Then I go up to this room and I have a 30 minute nap to recharge. And like you watch it. Like I've seen hundreds of videos like this where it's like, yeah, I get it. This is all super cool and stuff, but there is a fucking line between giving people nice things to make them more productive as opposed to having all these nice things, which are decreasing productivity. Like this, the one, the last one that I saw, this girl obviously didn't record her full eight hour day. or That's assuming she even did an eight hour day. She didn't record the whole thing. So who knows what the rest of her day was. But there were large portions of her day which were spent in the cafeteria with friends, doing meditation, doing yoga, having a nap. And it's like, okay, cool. So how much actual work did you get done today? And Elon being yep. fucking Elon comes in and goes, okay, cool. I'm not paying all of these people, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year so they can spend half their day getting coffee, eating in the cafeteria, doing yoga, and then napping. Because I'm paying them an egregious amount of money and I'm getting very little return on my investment. I get it. Yeah. I understand why he fired so many people. Yeah, sure. Twitter, Facebook, even Google's own headquarters. Like, those are all lessons in, like, excessive pay for minimal amount of work. Yep. Like, it's no wonder that fucking Google's ecosystem is in such disarray. And they keep fucking yep. inventing apps to kill other apps. And because, like what are they fucking doing? Like if you're napping yep. and you're doing this and that, like, like again, like I said, there's a fine, there's a line between like, what's a nice to have to make people productive. But I think they go over the top. Yeah, totally. And then you just don't get the yep. fucking work done. Yeah. And like, I've always looked at shit like that in offices and I'm just like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about any of that. Like I'm very much someone where it's like, I don't make a lot of money, but I make decent money. Mm -hmm. You know, I, th I make like 90 grand a year. It's like, I want to show up to work and I want to do my fucking job and I want to go home. I don't want to sit in the, and have a coffee and fuck. I don't want, I don't want a yoga studio where I'm working. I just want to show up. I want to get, do what I'm paid for. And I want to fucking leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get that. I also understand the allure of the other stuff for like the younger oh, generation. Yeah. Totally. And I hate to sound like that guy, but like, it really is fucking true that like the younger generation, like not that yeah. they don't work hard in what they're doing but the like workload is not the fucking same and that's not to speak to everyone because yeah. i know there's like people out there that you know are working two or three jobs just to be able to pay their rent and stuff and that's unfortunate and i like yeah. i totally get it but there also is a large amount of people that are coming out of high school that are like well i'm gonna fucking vlog everything and put it on tiktok and i want people to make pay me millions of dollars a year just to like take pictures of myself or yeah. travel the world or you get the yeah. other ones that are like, well, I'm done school. I'm going to go get this job. I expect this kind of salary. And it's like, well, you're just out of school. You know, that job isn't necessarily in demand. Yep. All of that. And fucking. 
and it's very industry dependent like tech is i tech is, i think has always kind of been bloated that way right you know so it all depends on the industry right because mm. like i know like if you look at my industry so if a 19 year old comes out of university for accounting and they go to a big four firm which i didn't do but i i know lots of people that do it there it's like come tax time they're gonna be working 90 hours a week mm -hmm. like it is essentially a requirement they will be sleeping at the office some nights <laughs> it's like they would they will get foot and they don't get paid much <laughs> right so it's like you, i guess industries you know are dependent on all that stuff but yeah I'd, i agree it's like some of that stuff is like really that's what you get paid like 160 grand a year for like really yeah, well, and I I see lots in like the industry I'm in. You don't see the young, like when I first started in the oil and gas industry, you saw there's yeah. lots of people like 18, 19, 20, early 20s coming in and it's like, yeah, the job isn't great a lot of the time. You have to be outside in all the weather conditions, even when it's minus yep. 45, like you're going to have to do some work outside and yep. you don't see the young ones coming out anymore. It's just like, oh, wait, hold on. I have to be yeah. gone, like living on the road for two weeks straight. And I have to do this manual labor. Like I've just in the last couple months, I've seen probably four or five people get hired and then quit after they did one hitch where they were out in the field Oh yeah, and they were like, yeah, this isn't for me. And that's fine. It's not for everyone, but yeah. like that's, yeah, they're I mean, saying the biggest, I've read several articles now that say the biggest problem, the oil and gas industry as a whole is going to face in the next decade isn't going to be environmental concerns. It isn't going to be regulation or anything like that. It's going to be a lack of skilled workers because no one wants to do the job anymore. There's a handful of industries like my industry is facing that right now. Like if I open my LinkedIn at any point, I've got a few offers sitting there. Like when I was negotiating my contract in the summer, like I literally was just like, this is what I want. And all these other people are offering me that. <laughs> so it's mm. like, like depending on the industry like there's some industries that have a really big labor shortage right now there's some that absolutely do not right but it's yeah and it's it's fascinating to see like the younger generation i mean like we're not super old but it's yeah when i look at the different areas like on one hand like i love seeing like the minimum wage workers like stand up and be like i'm not doing this shit anymore like i always love a good story like that because they get treated like garbage yeah and i work and i worked those type of jobs for a good chunk of my life. So it's like, yeah, I get it. But yeah. Yeah. I've seen someone like going to yours field where it's like, Hey, this is what you're signing up for. You're going to go out and do this. And everyone's telling you you're going to do it in these conditions. And then they just peace out after a week. It's like, well, motherfucker, you knew what you were signing up for. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> there's a reason that you're getting paid six figures a year with no right high experience <laughs> and no education yeah. or anything. Right. Like it's, because you have to put the fucking hard work in and you have to put yeah. the hours in. Yeah. Like it is it is completely normal that you are putting in 110 hours a week. That is that yep. is normal. And that's yep. not and for that's, everyone. I get it. And then it takes, you know, years to kind of get to a point like where you did where you're kind of like a little bit more laid back now where you're in a different role and you had upgraded along the lines, you know, like my dad did that. Mm -hmm. He was a heavy duty mechanic in the oil field for most of his life and he was doing hitches like that where he's fucking turning wrenches underneath a truck in minus 45 yeah. <laughs> you know and then eventually he worked his way up you know into a nine to five job but you know yeah but yeah you gotta put that groundwork in lay that foundation but yeah 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. There's like a super long detour from fucking Elon wiping people. But I get it, though. I yeah. understand when you're like, oh, this company is not profitable. Maybe I don't need, you know, 500 fucking software engineers where I only have fucking 5 or 10% of them at any given time actually doing something. It's like, yeah, no, yeah. You, you probably don't. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And tech companies have always been notorious for all of that, like, the perks like yeah so it's yeah but yeah weird detour but whatever i'm here for it but yeah I, i'm curious what twitter looks like a year from now mm -hmm. that's as someone that re like really doesn't use that site but kind of does once in a while like i'm kind of just more curious what it looks like a year from now right i think you're gonna see a lot of jobs start to get phased and downsided because of this fucking have you have you fucked with chat gpt yet no. Are you I've familiar not. with it? Do you know what I've it heard, is? I've heard about it. Is it not, it's like a chatbot kind of thing, right? Yes. Okay. So that's really all I know about it. It is an amazing, amazing chatbot. Like this, this, this thing. And like when you go on their site, they don't allow the, the bot access to the internet. So it can't scrape stuff right thing. now. Yeah, it's definitely... <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good thing, but just in like all of the training models and stuff they use to make this thing to get it to the point where it is right now, like it doesn't have any data. I think they tell you've passed 2021. Okay. But it's scraped everything prior to that and built algorithms and shit. So like, I kid you not, I wanted to I'm test looking it. At this. I'm looking at the site. I want to fuck with this. This is going to be my day after this podcast, I think. Yeah, like you have to, like now they're taking public signups before it was just like you had to get an invite. But this thing is so fucking crazy. I wanted to test it out. I needed to implement, uh, I have a camera inside my 3D printing enclosure. Okay, yeah. To monitor prints. I wanted to be able to have that camera display on my tablets that I have mounted for like my home assistant alarm panels, essentially. So I went into chat GPT and I went, okay, I have this entity and I want, like, I need code written in YAML so that I can add this to like this. And yeah. then I hit enter and broop, it spat out fucking code, proper spacing, proper hierarchy, proper titles, proper entity names, everything. I took that code. I copied huh. it. I pasted it into my configuration file for home assistant. Yeah. Boom. Camera's there now. Huh. That is kind of fucking amazing. And then, like, I've heard other guys getting it to... And it's not 100%. Like, the one thing I keep hearing in the... <clears throat> Luke and Linus on Linus Tech Tips, they've talked about it yeah. extensively in the past here. And Luke keeps driving it home that this thing is super confident. So, like, you can't just necessarily trust everything it says because there are times where it will give you the wrong information, but it'll do it so like very confidently so, so like you but it writes code like a motherfucker like i've had it write me fucking python scripts for merging excel files and stuff like that i've had it write my oh, okay i've and just off of descriptions yeah. we have one excel workbook that like auto fills a pdf for like doing parts and stuff like that and i wanted to change some of the columns and then change the macros so sure. i fucking put in like these are what the variable names are. I need an Excel macro that will take this column and move stuff from here and then autofill this line of a PDF. And like, 
be as descriptive mm. as you can hit enter and boom spat out fucking code i threw that in the macros and it worked as someone who works in finance that uses very advanced macros sometimes i might just end up utilizing this <laughs> <laughs> and again that being said i've i've had it try to spit out code for me and get it wrong okay it's gotten a lot right and i've even taken old code from uh like labs i did when i was in school Oh yeah, and like one of the f- first things that they teach you, or at least they taught us, is when you write code, comment your code, so that yep. it's super easy to find out what step this piece of code is supposed to do. Yep. Well, sometimes when you're writing code and you're constantly changing it to try and get it to work properly, you kind of skip that part. So I took like an old code block from uh, like in our a lab we did with Arduino, which was supposed to like move a stepper motor motor and turn on some lights and shit, and I. I wrote in the chat GPT, I'm like, comment on the comment, put inline comments on this code, pasted the code in there, hit send, and it fucking spat all my code back out with comments. And it was 99% accurate as to what the fucking code was doing. Huh. This is cool. And that's just like the coding part. Like I, at one point I typed, oh, and I was showing one of the guys at work. I was like, I typed in there, write me a very romantic fan fiction about this person and this person. And within a second, it spat out this whole story about these two guys and they were on a fishing trip and one was getting nervous and his hand was like, it was a, I was like, Holy shit. I'm so going to fuck with this thing. This, this looks so cool. I've even, I didn't, the thing is you can fake pictures and screenshots. So you never know for sure, but I've seen screenshots of like someone going, write me a thousand word essay on, you know, this or this and use this type of citation with references at the bottom within a, within a second thousand word essay, everything cited sources posted at the bottom. Some university kids are totally going to use this to plagiarize. (laughs) Well, that's, so that's one of the discussions that's come up is people are like, okay, so this is a thing like the schools are going to have to start shifting from like take home essay assignments to, in class essay assignments, something that can be monitored because yep. this thing is insane what it can do. Yep. This is really cool. It's a really good thing they haven't exposed it to the internet yet. I, I had it write wedding vows for me just to see what it would spit out. And they were fucking they were better than the wedding vows I wrote for myself. <laughs> I was like, fuck, that's All really right. good. Alright. And it'll punch out stories, like give it a premise, like you know, write me a, a short story about this person who stumbles into this to find this and the end result is this and it'll fucking broop. There you go. Here's a short story. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to fuck around with that because there's so many fucking like some of the shit people are doing nowadays with AI and stuff is fucking insane. Like it, there's stuff that's like utterly hilarious. Like I it was a while ago. I saw a TikTok and it was. Some chick was like, I forced a bot to watch every episode of Dr. Phil and then write me an episode. And it was fucking hilarious because it just went off the rails. Mm -hmm. But like, I think I saw another one where it was like a guy is basically trying to make his own Jarvis program from Iron Man. Yeah. Like using AI stuff. And it's actually like, like he's surprisingly making some pretty good headway on it. And so it's like, I like shit like that and stuff like this. And it's like, it's awesome. And also fucking terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) That it can just like pump shit out like that. Like. Yeah, this thing is a, 
It's it's pretty fucking wild for what it can do. I sat there and just messed with it for probably like four or five hours when it became public. I was like, oh my god. I think that's what I'm going to end up doing with this probably today. Because <laughs> this thing looks incredibly cool. And, but, that's, yeah. and it's got some people worried because like everything that it scrapes, like it's a lot of this, they're saying a lot of the database it has for code yeah. comes right off of, what's that called? Stack Overflow. Okay, which is yeah. where like everyone goes to like help each other with code shit. Yeah. But it'll write you whatever the fuck you want. Like as long as you tell it what like, it'll just spit out whatever code if you just tell it to write code for something. Like I went in there and was like, write me a, write me a simple 2d battleship game in this language. And it did with comments, told me how it works, told me how to do all of it. And I was like, okay, how do I run this? It told me how to download fucking the latest version of Python, told me how to install it. It told me how to run a script, like the whole kit and caboodle. Hmm. So like, I don't think you're going to have like computer programmers or software engineers disappear anytime soon. Cause you're always going to need someone to be able to like check this code to make sure it is what it is. But yep. as far as like entry level, like script kitty type positions, you don't really need them anymore. Yep. That's where this stuff is like, it's very similar, like to my industry where it's like, you'll need people at like my level where judgments need to be made, but like the lower level stuff could be something that that does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Where it's just like, yeah. So it's, it's it's kind of crazy how that shit has been advancing. So yeah, it's it's wild. It's one so, of the like I was talking to someone about it when it first came out because <clears throat> I was like, "Have you heard the heard about this yet? Have you tried it yet?" And they're like, "No, I haven't." And they're like, "Is it really that big of a deal?" And I was like, "You know what? I would compare this moment to like the moment smartphones, like legit smartphones." entered the market and how that was a game changer. Like yep. I remember when the first HTC Android phone and the like uh, iPhone three or three G came out and it's like, yep. Holy fuck, this is revolutionary. This is going to change everything going forward. That's yep. how I felt when I was fucking with this chat GPT. Yep. So where all is it scraping from? Like I'm assuming, I'm assuming this is open source. Uh, I don't think it is. Oh, okay. I'm not entirely sure if it's open source. I didn't look that far into it. I would almost suspect it is because it's, the website is open AI. <laughs> but yeah, or maybe they plan to make it open source. Their chat yeah. GPT right now doesn't have like live scraping. It's they've just fed it <clears throat> information for the last several years and through machine learning built a fucking model on it, but it's not live scraping. So that's why right. they, they tell you that it doesn't have anything past 2021. So if you ask it a question like about Kanye West running for president or losing his mind, it's not going to know what you're talking about. All right. And to be honest, it's probably a good thing because if you're, if you truly want something <clears throat> to like intelligently build upon its AI, you would want to selectively give it stuff. Like if you just told it, hey, look at the internet, like it's gonna just it's gonna turn into that fucking what was it, the window the Windows Twitter. Yeah, the Windows bot. racist bot. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the way they do this is also unique though to prevent that from happening. So when you open up chat GPT, you are in your own chat one on one with it. So if you are doing stuff with it and I'm doing stuff with it, 
it's not bouncing ideas off of like between our two chats. Anything sure. that you input, it's not going to store that. And anything I input, it's not going to store that. Right. So like it can't reflect on that. It's a completely isolated sandbox just for you in that moment. And you yep. get, they call them threads, which are basically like inquiries. Like when you ask it to do something or tell it to do something, that's a thread. So you get, oh, okay, a, yep. you get a thousand threads per like chat thing. And when you close it, all of those threads get deleted. So none of this, nothing that you enter is going to go into its machine learning algorithm or anything like that. This is just for you to play around and see what they've got so far. Right. If that makes sense. Yep. No, that makes sense. Huh. This is cool. This is fucking insanely cool. It's a game changer. Yeah. I'm absolutely going to fuck around with this. And I'm curious where, like, have they kind of said where they eventually want this to go? Or is this kind of like a, they're just doing it and taking it as it goes? Or like, do they have like an end goal where they're like, this is what we kind of want this to be? I don't recall off the top of my head. I kind of just like went diving right into it. I think the end goal is to basically provide this available to anyone so that like their whole thing, like that's why they're called open AI, right? Is they mm. want to get ahead of the curve right now so that you don't have a company like Facebook or Google or Twitter or any, any big multi-billion dollar tech company basically create artificial intelligence and then cap it so that they can do amazing stuff, but no one else can, unless you want to like pony up a fee. Like they don't want it to become an exclusive like, piece of tech. They want everyone to be able to like, experience machine learning. Kind of like when the internet first came. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like they didn't want one company to be like, this is your only access to the internet, right? Exactly. They don't want any gatekeepers, right? And that's kind of exactly what you would want out of this, right? So. <laughs> yeah, it's cool it's, as hell. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking pretty wild. These uh, the way that they're going with some of this stuff, like fucking ChatGPT, like Signal. Like, I don't know if you've heard yeah. any of the updates on Signal and what they're doing. They're no. they've just added stories to Signal. Okay. Because a few people who use Signal were like, hey, I love using this, but it'd be nice if I had a few more. So, like, they're actually... Because, like, if you, do you know anything about Signal? The ch we're talking about the chat app, right? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. The, it, like, I know it's the super secure one, right? Yeah. It's, like, yep. the go-to one where nothing is ever stored, not even keys, no messages. So, like, it's the most... Yep. Pretty much the most and secure chatting app of all time. But now they're adding little features that the users are requesting to try and make it well-rounded so that more people can come in. And the whole yep. thing is completely open source. You can go look yep. at any of their code at any point in time. They take recommendations for like, hey, this is kind of buggy. Maybe look at this. And then the whole thing is run by a non-profit organization. Yep. So it's, it's very similar to like Mozilla and Firefox. Like that's all non-profit. Is, is Mozilla? I didn't know that. Whereas, like, and you look at WhatsApp or the one that everyone's starting to get worried about is Telegram. Because Telegram is private, and now yep. they're starting, if you want special features, you have to pay for the Telegram premium. And yep. their whole goal is to eventually sell off and make a bunch of money. These guys are like, we're not here to make money. We're here to make the best chat app that everyone can use worldwide for absolutely nothing 
but with the highest level of security. So much so that Jack Dorsey recently announced, because he's got a ton of fucking money, right? From yep. selling Twitter. Yeah. That he's going to give Signal a million dollars every year yep. so that they can keep this kind of shit going. Yep. The best tech companies that, that, that I found, and it's why I always, just like, I'll always usually pick an open source project over, like, a closed source, is, like, it's the closed, or the open source ones that are usually not-for-profits, and, like, they do amazing, like, and they just make amazing stuff, because they're, like, we want to just break even for everyone's efforts and make a really good product that stands by these values that we have, Yeah, and it's just, like, cool, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it, yeah. it really is nice, because, like, the... <laughs> I use WhatsApp a lot and I hate using WhatsApp because what a lot of people don't realize is anything you open in WhatsApp, they fucking flag and log. So yep. if someone sends you a fucking link to a site and you go to that site and you're like, Oh, well I already have the internet over. I'm going to quickly go over to this site. It's storing all that shit. And I've yep. had Facebook and Instagram start showing me personalized ads based yep. on stuff that's come out of WhatsApp. And I fucking <laughs> hate it. I hate oh, it yeah. so goddamn much, but I also yep. hate text messages with a passion because if you're not both using iMessage, like we had this problem when you sent me that video, yeah, it was fucking, I took a screen grab of what it looked like. It was dog shit. It was yeah. super dis di distorted and compressed and I fucking hate it. It's trying yeah. to get everyone and, to go to the same platform. And and it's it's one of those things that, like, unless everyone you know is on the same, like, app platform, it's almost impossible to convince everyone to switch. Like, the closest I've gotten to is Discord. Because, like, everyone that I hang out with has Discord. So it's, like, that's the closest I've ever gotten to getting everyone into one place, but... Yeah, and it's hard to get the older people into fucking Discord, though. Like, my parents would never be able to navigate it. Can, That's what I mean is, like, my, my friends have basically, like, all my friends are on Discord. Like, if I wanted to message someone, I'd, half the time I do on Discord. But Well, it's, and man, it's, it's getting really fucking bad. Like, I listened to a podcast. I can't remember what it's called now. But it's all about, like, hacking and stuff like that. Not like, ooh, check out this computer hack that'll make your computer faster, and they turn off a setting. No. Like, that's not fucking hacking. Like, no. this is, like, actual stealing credit card and you know breaking through firewalls shit like that and they several episodes i've gone through now they talk about how fucking ridiculously easy it is to just pull text messages out of the fucking air oh yeah and read totally. them and then when you start getting your two-factor authentication codes they can just yank it out of the fucking air yep so it's yep. honestly it might get to the point and i've hummed and hawed about this for a while after i was listening to uh, the LTT fucking podcast they do, the WAN show every Friday. Okay, yeah. And someone was asking Linus, like, what his favorite, you know, apps were and he's and how he felt about Google pushing RCS. Yep. And he's like, hey, I'm all on board for RCS. I get that. But at the end of the day, Google is still on either end of the server, just like at the end of the day, Apple's on either end of the server. So he was talking okay. about how he uses Signal pretty much exclusively. He runs Signal and then he has WeChat because he has a couple brands and partnerships with people in China where he can only talk to them on WeChat. Right. But he's like, everyone else, he's like, is in Signal. And then Luke asked him, he's like, well, what about people who don't have Signal? And he's like, I don't talk to them. What do you mean you don't talk to them? And he's like, I tell everyone I'm on Signal because it's the most secure. And if they want to talk to me, that's how they can reach me. It's just like giving someone my phone number. If you want to reach me, here's my phone number. If you want to text me, here's the app. He's like, I ignore all my text messages now. 
Sure. And I was like, fuck, maybe one day I just need to do that. Sure. That's pretty much what it is, but it's... But then it's like you run into, like, do you get your older family... <laughs> Are they going to be able to make that switch? It's like, maybe. I could get my parents on with that. I got yeah. them onto WhatsApp, so it wouldn't be hard to get them to just switch to that app. Sure, yeah. And Signal's pretty user-friendly, right? So it's... Oh, it's super... I, I absolutely adore the way that the signal messages are set up. Have you ever messaged anyone on Instagram? I've used signal before. I've like, I've used it before. So yeah. So on Instagram, the way that their chat bubbles go is it's like a gradient from like a, a pinkish purple down to a dark purple. Oh, okay. And signals, the only app I've seen so far that lets you actually go in and customize the color schemes of your bubble of your chat oh. bubbles. So one of them is that fucking gradient. And I, I don't know why, but I think it makes the chat look just so much sure. fucking prettier. Sure, sure. Yeah. Any customizable tools like that. Well, well see, they got stories now. I'm hoping they add a few more features. I'd like to see more fucking people on it. Yeah, I only got a handful of people that are fucking on it right now. I just, I hate text messages. Yeah. Especially when I have to text with people who have an iPhone. You can't send pictures. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to fucking create a link for you and send this <laughs> to you. Or I'll send it to you through Instagram. And it's just, I don't know. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. That was my rant. No, that's fair. I believe if I could get everyone I know to use Signal, I would. Because, like, I've used it. Pre I think I used it when... When I was on Android for a while, I used it, but then I stopped because it was like at the time, like no one was using it that I knew. I was just using it, and then I was like, well, because if not everyone is using it, it's kind of pointless, right? So, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I'm having, I'm struggling hard with Android fucking messages right now because they <laughs> don't fair. keep persistent notifications. Like, you'll oh, get the sure. one, two, or three on the icon, and that's to tell you, like, hey, you've got three new messages but as soon right. as you open up the messaging app even if you don't click and read those messages even if they're still bright white because you haven't actually read the message you're just in the home screen that shows you all your chats as soon as you go back to your home screen all those notifications are gone yep which is what i was telling you about the other night yeah. you sent me a text message i opened up the app but i was driving or something so i didn't get to respond yeah. and then lo and behold yours is now buried 20 messages yep. down Still yep. bright fucking white because I haven't actually read it, but I don't have a persistent notification saying this is an app that you still have. There's still a chat you haven't looked at yet. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's been driving me nuts. And there's like no, no way around that. And no. it irritates me. Yeah. It's one thing like I'm already super missing from fucking iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's messaging apps are, have always been a weird thing where it's like, because the inherent problem is, like, unless everyone is using it, then it's kind of useless, right? Because it's, is it worth it to use it for two people out of five or whatever your number is? Maybe, maybe not, right? So it's, yeah. I think a lot of this would be avoided if fucking Apple would just allow RCS. But they won't. They won't ever yeah. do it, but that would fix everything. Yeah. Or if Apple went, you know what? We're going to make our own messaging app for fucking Android. 
and you were yep. able to just like you could get Apple Music, you could get iMessage on Android. Even if you made people pay a dollar a month for that, holy fuck! Because yeah, if you totally could make would. that your default messaging app, mm-hmm. but then you're still if you message with fucking other Android users, you're shit out of fucking luck. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty there's much. A, there's a service I'm on the wait list for, but basically what? they have like a whole server farm of fucking uh, Mac computers. Ooh. So their app, you can set it as the default messaging app, and then you can choose which ones you want linked. So if you want your Android's messages linked, you link that. If you want Instagram messages, you link that. So you can consolidate all of them into one app, and it supports iMessage. So I can just Ooh. type a message... And if it's someone to an iPhone, it's going to automatically become an iMessage between the two of us. If I type someone and I send them a message through Android, it's going to automatically do RCS between the two of us. What is this called? This sounds cool. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Because that sounds inherently cool. One second here. Is there a cost for this? I'm assuming so. Yeah, it'll be a fucking subscription fee. I think it was fucking... Maybe it was AirDroid? That name sounds familiar. No, that's like a Dropbox kind of thing. What was it called? Yeah, anyway, if you can find it. Yeah, worry. I'll find it eventually. That does, that does sound cool. Yeah, Just depending like on how much it's going to cost, but yeah. That'll be the other, if it costs too much, then it's like, is it even worth it to pay for this? Maybe, maybe not. Only time will tell. Yeah. The amount of people that I, like, specifically text with, like, it's not enough people for me to, like, really care about how it gets done, <laughs> for the most part, where it's just like, eh. Fair enough. But, yeah. Yeah. No. It's a Chat bigger point rant. of contention for me because my parents spend half the year in the States, right? True. So if I don't True. have them on something <clears throat> like a WhatsApp that does that kind of data thing, every time they text yep. me, I actually have to pay for the text message. And when I text them back, I have to pay for the text message back. Totally. And so for a situation like that, you want to be on some sort of app like that. And Apps like that are, like, super popular in other places of the world. Like, there's places that just use WhatsApp for everything. Yeah. Right? You know? So. But, yeah. All right. Well, wonder, which one do you want to talk about? Okay. Have, there's this movie called Barbarian. I've seen it. Okay, you have? Okay. So, what did you think of it? I was split. Okay. I I watched it because I heard people saying it was like one of the best horror movies of the year and so on and so forth. And it was good. It was entertaining. I don't see where best horror movie of the year would come from because there was definitely a lot of like, sl- like granted they were suspenseful, but it was slow. And yeah. then like, I like Justin Long a lot. Mm-hmm. So I liked seeing his character, especially at the beginning. You like hear those Zachy's like, Oh, they dropped you from the movie because of these accusations. And he's like, no, no, that's not how it happened. And like, you kind of immediately start to go, oh man, is this like a victim of a me too movement? Like poor guy. Like he seems genuine. 
But then later he's in the bar and he's like, oh, yeah, no, I totally did this. And you're like, oh, okay, he did do it. He is kind of a piece of shit. But then he starts to like redeem himself where you start to connect and feel bad for the character again. And then there's that scene where he throws what's her name like right off the fucking water tower to yeah, save totally. his own life. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, okay, no, scratch that. He's a huge piece of shit. Yep. Yep. I, I like that aspect of it. Yeah. I, I think. I think I have the same feeling as you, like someone described as like one of the best horror movies of the year. So I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And then I read something else where someone was like going completely blind because where that movie starts and then where it takes you really goes off the rails mm-hmm. and you kind of don't want to know anything. Right. Because it starts off as like exactly with the tagline. Like when I opened it up in Plex, it was like an Airbnb got, got double booked and that's kind of all they give you, right? Yeah. And so you go into it, and you maybe think, because, uh, oh, what is, is it the scar, one of the scars? Scars guards, yeah. And, like, he kind of plays, like, this semi-creepy guy, where you're like, okay, is this going to be, like, a vibe where, like, yeah. he's going to, like, kill her in the Airbnb, and it totally is not what that movie is about. <laughs> yeah, right? I got so those vibes, like, too. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to fucking kill her in the sleep. Yeah. It and was it's, like, no, it turns out like, he's a solid fucking, he's a real good guy. Yeah, and it's like they end up because yeah, that was the I'm like watching it. And I'm like, okay, I could see where like a good horror movie comes out of this. Like, double booked in an Airbnb, they both decide to stay together. He's kind of creepy, and then like the only thing I'll say is they go into the basement, and that totally turns into a different movie. <laughs> yeah, that is not what I expected at all. When all of that came it, forth, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like when I saw that, I was like, all right, that's why they said to go in blind. Yeah, is, how did we get from A to B here? This is messed up. Yeah, and like it was a good, like I think it was a good thing, but, but yeah, yeah, that was I, yeah. like I don't, it, it's a good movie. Like I think it, people should check it out, especially if you're a horror fan. But yeah, for sure. I just didn't think that it deserved this best horror movie of 2022 crown that I kept seeing a lot of people give it. Like it was yeah, good and it was different. Like that's the thing; it wasn't your typical slasher, your typical poltergeist, ghost kind of bullshit. Like it was a completely unique and different story. Yeah, totally. It was it was fresh, right? Yeah. Like it was like here's here's a thing and it did its thing that you didn't see coming and like that part of it was great, but like I it just got overhyped too much, I think. Right? Yeah. I agree. So but yeah. That was a cool movie that completely went off the rails when I was like, Wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was all for it. I was like, All right, let's roll with this. But did you watch any of the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix? No, I haven't really watched a lot. I haven't had a lot of time. That's fair. It's I on the list. To... Same with Tulsa King. Like, I want to see both of those, but I haven't had a chance to watch either of them yet. Yeah. Unsolved Mysteries is... That Netflix show is... I find, like, only half of them are really good. Like, the I felt that way about picking... the past season, too, yeah, where I was like, okay, this is interesting, this is intriguing, you have my attention, I want to know more. And then there's other ones where it's like, I don't, this, I don't care. This isn't, eh. or it's like very clearly not like a mystery. I find with some of them where it's just like, uh, actually, I think if you look at this objectively, there's actually a pretty clear answer that they're just ignoring. Yeah. And this has especially been like, I think for the past six months, I've been watching the original unsolved mysteries as I go to bed <laughs> and yeah, like comparing that to like some of the recent stuff. It's like, kind of night and day but and i also didn't realize 
how many of those old unsolved mystery cases actually get solved because of that show. It's like every other episode, they're like, here is three updates from the show. And it's just like, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, and then I saw a Reddit thread actually, like, I think it was a month ago. And, and someone actually had the statistic of like how many mysteries the show is actually solved. And it's like insanely high. Like it clearly works. Hmm. So, yeah. But yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a interesting, fun watch. Like I said, full intentions yeah. of watching it i just haven't had a chance yeah that's fair between crushing wednesday and trying to stay yeah. up to date on yellowstone which yeah. i just got caught up yesterday okay i believe i'm caught up on yellowstone as well i am so what are you thinking about it so far yeah yeah i like there hasn't been a ton of build-up to like what are they gonna end on you know what i mean right like it's the, yeah, well, the parts the parts I liked was like when they were doing the ranching stuff. Like I like that because like that's the core of the show is like do cowboy shit, right? Yeah. So it's like I was glad they kind of got back to that, but I don't know. Like, what's the big conflict this season? Like, have they really? Is it going to be his son? kid trying yeah. to like in that? So, I think I'm specifically tired of the kid being the outcast that everyone hates in the family like they've kind of done that too much you know what i mean so this last episode ends with jamie practicing his speech to announce that he wants to impeach his dad that's right <clears throat> my problem is like i get he's i don't know pussy struck pussy whip sure, yeah. whatever you want to say yeah. like it's that chick is pushing this Oh, yeah, totally. So he's the attorney general or whatever of that fucking province or state, mm -hmm. sorry, <laughs> province. Um, so he, he's a smart guy and he's fundal fundamentally smart on a lot of things and he has common sense and he's tried to use that like common sense and actual logic in the way the world works to like warn his dad about certain things. Yep. But then just all of the sudden, this very logical fucking guy who's like kind of methodical in his planning. Like he doesn't just go, he, he kind of thinks ahead for yep, the most part. Totally. He's doing this speech and the whole time I'm sitting there going, this is a terrible idea to come out and announce you're going to impeach your father. When you know that your sister Beth has pictures of you dragging <laughs> yeah. your fucking father's murdered body. Like what do you like? She's already told you stay in line let us get through the next four years and then we're letting you go, go fuck off and do whatever you want. You're not part of this family. But yep. meanwhile, he's sitting here actively plotting to take his fucking, his dad out, his stepdad, I guess you would call it, or his adopted yep. dad, whatever. But like, did he just completely forget that his sister has this photo of him? Like if he Apparently. goes through with this, what stops her from fucking sending this photo out and his career is over and he's potentially in jail. Yep, so he, totally. He's, like, it just, I don't know. Yep. It was such a departure from his normal character where I was like, what the fuck? Like, I understand you need some suspense and you need, like, this rivalry. You need your protagonist and your antagonist. I get that. But it's like they completely ignored all of the foundation they've built up over the character of Jamie to have him just like, oh, I don't care. I'm going to impeach my dad so I can be governor, even though if I do this, I'm likely going to go to fucking jail for murdering my father. Yep. 
it pretty much and it, it like and, and like the only reason he's doing it is because someone snuggled him at night right so it's like eh, it's like that's kind of a lame way to do it right like yeah yeah it's, it's just super it's out of character for him for someone who's I don't know that part it just really bothered me because he and what do they do going forward is like if he actually does give this speech and asks for them to impeach his father like yep. logic the, the logical thing would be for Beth to fucking tank him and send him to fucking jail totally but something tells me that she's not going to do that and then Probably. we're just going to carry on with another season and they're just going to carry on as if these pictures don't exist. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's, that's, I feel like that's where they're leaning to. And that's kind of like, we're like, I guess kind of what I meant is like, what are they working up to? Like, what's the big conflict is like, it seems like last season and this season, like didn't have like a clear path where they wanted to go, or at least a good one in my mind. Right. Like the first three seasons you had, like a build up to a conflict and like what happened at the end of the season where you're like, Holy shit. Yes. Okay. That's what we were doing here. Or you had characters that had really good paths, like where they were going. And then, you know, look at that Jimmy guy. And then he ends up going off to some other place. And you're like, okay, that was a great storyline, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's, I'm not seeing where they're going with all those characters. And like, you, you see some of it, like you start like some of the character development, but it's not as prominent as it was before. No. Right? So yeah i'm i'm still gonna watch it like i still enjoy it but. yeah I'm, I'm gonna watch it too just some of these things just aren't making sense to me and it's kind of driving me fucking nuts yeah i don't know it almost feels to me like like another case of kind of like game of thrones where those two fucking showrunners were like okay cool we're kind of tired of this and now we're built a name for ourselves. We want to go do all these other things. So they just didn't put the time, effort or care yeah. into carrying on with the show that, you know, blasted or pumped up their fucking popularity. Yeah. Cause like the guy who writes this one, he also did the 1883. He's doing the 1993. He also did mayor of Kingstown. Tulsa King is also him. Yeah. So Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. So it's like, he's got so much on the go. Yeah. How much is and, he putting into Yellowstone now? And from, and from what I've, I guess, seen is, like, everything that he's started that has gotten, like, more seasons or whatnot, it seems to always be strongest in the start when he's building it up, when he's super hands-on. And then when he kind of veers off because he's like, oh, I want to do Mayor Kingstown, he goes and does Mayor Kingstown, and it's like, okay, that was amazing. You know, and then, or he does, like, the Yellowstone prequels, which I haven't seen either of them yet, but I'm going to watch them. But all the reviews say they're really good. So it's like... I wonder if it is a case of like it just goes on for so many seasons and then he's like, oh well, I want to focus on other things. So yeah, kind of like, kind of like Ryan Murphy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. uh, yeah. That's probably exactly what the case of it is. So because I don't know how much he is involved in Yellowstone later seasons. Like maybe I would assume he's still writing some of it, but yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. But it's definitely. The last season was okay. Mm -hmm. And then this whole season has been very meh. Like, yeah. I kind of like measure how good a show is. Partially based on uh, maintaining my attention. 
Sure, yep. As well as skippability. So there have been several times this... If I'm really into a show and it's good and it's captivating, like I don't touch my phone, right? Like I'm invested in the show I'm watching and paying attention. I call mine the phone test, where if I don't pick up my phone during the episode, it's clearly something I'm interested in. Yeah, with Yellowstone, I'm, I'll check Reddit. I'll check text yep. messages. I have like a, there's like one stupid game on my phone <laughs> that I play that's like sure. my guilty pleasure, and I'll pull that out and I'll play that game while Yellowstone's on. Like it's sure, just not yeah. holding my attention. Yep. Like, that's a bad sign in and of itself, but there's been times where, like, a scene is happening, and it's, like, a three-minute scene where they're playing country music in the background, and they're just panning to different shots of, you know, horses running around and cattle being roped, and so I'll pick up my fucking remote, and I'll fast-forward three minutes until something, like, that's not a good sign either. Nope. How many... Trying to see how many episodes are... I think there's only one more episode left. I, yeah, I think so too. I think there's eight. Yeah. And this one's delayed. I think it's January 1st. Because oh, last man. week there wasn't an episode. So this Sunday is, I guess, the finale. Of course. Oh, no, I'm Maybe. seeing oh, is there 14. More? 14? Okay. Like on IMDb. It shows the last one, then it shows the next one, January 1st, which is Season 5, Episode 8. And it doesn't have release dates, but then it's got 5.9, 5.10, all the way down to 5.14. Okay. I don't remember the previous ones being that big, though. No. Oh, yep. Oh, apparently. Oh, and I was just looking in Sonar, and it only had 8 for some reason, so... So the previous season four had 10 episodes. I think all of them have 10. Yeah. Except this season five apparently has 14, according to IMDb. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm agreed. It's kind of needs to find its footing again. And I don't think it has. No, I don't know if it ever will, to be honest. Yeah. It just kind of happens, starts off super fucking strong, and then poop, shifts the bed. And speaking of that guy, too, so I've been watching a few episodes of that Tulsa King show with Sylvester Stallone, and I'll say it's that guy's weakest show, but it's still, like, it's it's entertaining. There's something about it that just, like, okay, I want to watch Sylvester Stallone as, like, an aged mobster finding his way out of prison after 25 years. It's like, there's just something there that I'm like, yeah. I, yeah. I enjoy that. So it's... I've heard good it's things. Nothing, yeah. It's not spectacular, but it's like... I will say it's passed the phone test more than Yellowstone has lately, so... <laughs> yeah, I feel like I mean, that's not that. super hard to do at this point, though. <laughs> no, so... And like, I still have Jack... The new season of Jack Ryan came out. I haven't watched that yet. Oh, yeah. I've watched two or three episodes and it's so far it's like more of that. So, which is good. I like that. Amazon's been doing decently because I really like the peripheral. That was a fucking fantastic show. I watched is that uh, with what's her name? Chloe Grace Moretz. I watched the first episode and it was right before I moved. So I haven't had a chance to get back to it. But the first episode I actually really liked. 
the whole the whole season was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I really I'm, liked what I first saw. I'm being like that, oh sorry. Uh, I was gonna say like that. I think it's the first episode. That scene where like they realize people are coming and like all the like her brother and all the other people just turn out to be like ex-military and you're like oh yeah <laughs> and i was like oh that's really cool and then it showed like the future tech uh like part of it i was like oh that's really cool yeah well just wait till you get more into it because then they start explaining where the tech comes from that they had and like it's it's something that you got to pay attention to but it, it's very well written i quite quite enjoy it yeah and i'm hearing the... really good things about the recruit too yeah, I have all that. That's another one in my key. My key was so fucking big right now. You know, my dad. It's ridiculous. My dad was trying to tell me last night that, in his personal opinion, the recruit is better than Jack Ryan. Oh, interesting. Which I thought, yeah, that was my. I'm like, really? And he's like, really? He's like, we watched both of them, and he's like, I like the recruit more. Interesting. I was like, I huh. have to check that out too. There's also remember that Mosquito Coast show. Yeah, apparently it's got a second season. Yeah, I knew that, but I haven't even watched the first season. Oh, really? I watched the first season and really liked it. So I, I've all of these shows that I want to watch. I've watched the first episode of all of them because it was like right around when I was moving. So it's like I want to check out this episode and this, and then everything happened. So I have like just a shit ton of shows where I've just watched the pilot, which I think I just need to restart them all. <laughs> well, and Barry is on my list too now. Like I watched oh, one yeah. episode of it a long time ago when it first came out, and then I don't yeah. know, just kind of never went back. But then I'm reading like reviews of this last season they put out and how it, like it got super fucking dark and shit, and I was like, oh yeah. I mean, I do yep. like I do like Hater, so fuck it, <laughs> I'm gonna watch this. Yep. But again, just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, and it seems I don't know if it's just this time of year, but it seems like so many shows dropped all at once. Yeah. It seemed like within the span of like a month, I went from having like two shows I was watching to like, here is 15. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh shit. Yeah. Cause like, there's also like, there's a new season of the crown, which you don't give a shit about, but not even a little. I do. <laughs> so, not yeah. even a little. Yeah. There's too much TV right now. So not enough time. Much, so much TV. Well, I don't really uh, have much more than that. No, and the only other thing I put in here is like if there was any top whatever during the year that we wanted to shout out, but this is also kind of a, a lackluster year in a lot of ways, it seems like. It was so. an oversaturated year, especially yeah. like coming off the bouts of fucking COVID and stuff. There's just yep. so much stuff was pumped out this year. Yeah. And, and lots really, of like, great stuff, like don't get me wrong, but... But, like, I think the only reason I put it on there, because I was trying to think, I was like, okay, so what during 2022 was something that I was, like, that was, like, I couldn't stop thinking about, like, after I watched it. And the only thing I could come up with was Top Gun Maverick. That movie was fucking amazing, and I was, like, in love with that movie because of how good it was. But, like, other than that, there was nothing out where, like, I remember walking out of the other end of watching it going, like, that kind of, like, blew my mind a little bit, right? Like, there was nothing that good this year, I don't think. Yeah, I can't really think of anything either. Like, right? I, like usually, Popcorn was really good, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But that didn't but like, like floor me. But like usually in a given year, like we, I think we've done this two or three times. Like usually we can like come up with a good list of like these are 
things you should absolutely check out. And like this year, like if I was forced to make a ranking list, like I'd have to look up to like to make a list. I wouldn't be able to like yeah. come up with a bunch off the top of my head. You know what I mean? Which is like a weird year to like have that happen. The only one that kind of stands out really to me in either coming from either movies or television was I think the bear. The bear was a real actually yes surprise the bear fucking was, smash for me. To be actually to be honest, the bear. I think I binged it in one afternoon. Yeah. Where I was just like I threw on the episode. I was like I am immediately hooked. I'm not doing anything else. I'm just watching this show, and it was the pacing of that show. I think had a lot to do with it because it was like 20 minutes, eight or 10 episodes, and the way they did tension was like <laughs> when that kitchen was a nightmare. You felt it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So. Yeah, that's true. The bear. Yeah, that one was a, a surprise hit for me. I quite enjoyed it. That'd be the only one like off the top of my head. Like I'm sure, like you said, if I went back and looked at my play history, I could be like, okay, this one was a really good one that I watched. But other yep. th- other than the bear and Severance, because I'm pretty sure Severance was this year, right? Yeah, Severance was this year too. That would have been another like, one. really high on the list. Yeah, but I can't think of any movies that fucking floored no. me. This was a weak year for movies. Like. As far as I can tell, like, there wasn't anything, like, totally amazing. Like, there's some kind of, like, surprise hits that I found, but there was nothing where I was like, oh, that blew me away. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, yeah. And I wonder if that's, I wonder if this year is the result of the COVID delays. Right? Because, like, when we first came out of COVID, they were like, here's all the stuff we had on the shelf that we didn't release. And then here's the other end of the production delays or the, or the stuff that was, like, maybe in pre-production that's finally being able to shoot maybe i guess yeah yeah that makes sense but but yeah i don't know lots to look forward to in 2023 though yeah i think the next one i'm like really looking forward to is last of us i really want to check that out because that i think that show is going to be very good (laughs) i hope it's really good it's got everything set up to be like this amazing thing that like if they fuck it up it's like they kind of almost want to fuck it up you know what i mean like you got the guy that wrote the games heavily involved in the writing you've got the chernobyl guy fucking show running it right yeah it's like it has all the markings (laughs) of a great great series yeah but like i'm i'm hopeful i'm excited but i'm always weary well, totally. It's because I think we haven't had that video game adaption that has been a banger yet, right? No. You know, and it's... Not really, I yeah. know there's a shit ton being greenlit right now. Like, I know Sony is farming a fuck ton of them out, right? Yeah, they just they keep doing them so wrong. Just like Uncharted. The Uncharted movie sucked. It's not I, very good. I very much enjoyed that movie, but it should not have been called Uncharted. I think if you just called that any fucking generic action movie people would have been like yeah that was fine because it totally was a fine movie but it was not an uncharted movie mm-hmm. right like that's the thing is like it was a fine movie but that was not what uncharted was right if you want what uncharted an uncharted movie should be go play the fourth game and just do that story yeah right <laughs> not tom holland <laughs> yeah not so, very good yeah i'm trying to think does that Fallout TV show come out in 2023? I don't know. Have they? I know they released some images of it, and I was kind of curious about that. 
Yeah. I don't really. It says 2023. No. It doesn't say when. It just says 2023. Yeah. Yeah, no. Just, yeah. Just scrolling and nothing's really blowing my mind. Nope. Yeah, not to say that this wasn't, there wasn't good stuff, but clearly nothing stung stuck out enough where I was instantly like this one, this one, this one. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like there wasn't any bangers where it was like, you got to watch this, right? Or there was a few, but like normally in a given year, there was like five or six where you're like, okay, you should really check all these out. Yeah. Whereas this year was just kind of like, eh, that was nice. It was good, but watch, watch it, it eventually kind of thing. Watch it. Yeah. Well, that's everything I got. Yeah, that's all. I don't really have anything else either. No, I guess we can call her there then. Yeah. Last one of the year. We'll see you in the new year. I know. All right. Later. Later.